Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer, we can do this. What's good, y'all? This is C, Satisfied Brewhead. And I'm Nathan from Nathan Does Beer. And welcome to episode 109 of Beer Nuts, the podcast adjunct series. Another episode with Uncle Nate and I. It has been a hot minute, bro, eh? Since the last time we just hung out. and It has been a minute. Yeah, this is my, like, this is my first pod back since my son was born. Oh, is it really? I thought we might have done one. It is. Wow! Nope this is this is it like because we did that um, that batch of three uh, back in March right like right before he was born and uh, yeah you, you know I've been hung up doing dad stuff since uh, so this is my time back on maybe it feels like maybe because we we hung out and we went to Badlands and uh, we could talk about that on here too and we talk all the time it kind of just felt like in my mind we had we'd done a pod back okay well. Well, first of all, publicly, yeah. so everyone can hear, everyone, congratulations, bro, on, again, on becoming a pops. Uh, I got to meet, I know, uh, maybe a month ago, just after coming back from the old uh, Sankey M Oktoberfest, which, perfect, uh, you know, theme to talk about that here, and uh, such a cutie. It's uh, it's very cool, man. Um, oh, thank you so much. It's uh, I know, Dad Life, how's it been? Thank you so much. Yeah, it's a... Uh, Oh, it's uh, it, it's been exciting and uh, and tiring and um, you know emotionally and physically exhausting. But uh, it, so you know, like a, a whole whirlwind uh, like of things. It's um, it's uh, like you know, in the last six months, I've felt the biggest emotional highs and lows that I've ever felt in my life. Um, but yeah, he's. Uh, um, like he's doing great. He's uh, like you know he he's adorable. He he's really is. smiling a lot. He's <coughs> like he's making lots of like lots of cute faces at us now. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty wild. I'm 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 happy. We're all doing it. well. Everyone's happy and healthy. Can't ask for much more. That's it, bro. Love it. You're blessed. Uh, it's beautiful. It's very very cool, man. I'm very happy for you, and I, I love that you sort of you know you took the time. We, we planned that out. We made sure we got those three bangers in. Um, if people didn't check that out, that was the uh, the three run-up with Willibald, Bindcat, and Badlands, um, which uh, were just gems of pods. I didn't realize it was March. That's fucking forever ago. Um, and Yeah, man. Jeez, it feels like a long time. So it was good. It was kind of good timing because I just had a bunch booked anyway. <clears throat> and then I think at the end of June, I took – I was like, yeah, I'll be back in like six weeks. Like, pfft. I think it ended up being a full three months just shy uh, off the pod with the move and everything. So you've had massive changes. I've had insane changes from July 8th to July 30th. I bought a house, got a puppy and got a car and had to deal with all of this shit. It was just like the most intense things that I've been through in quite some time as well. Obviously not as life-changing as a child, but a puppy is probably the closest thing to a human according to my like chris from hops and bros who's a dog dad and a human dad he said it's not i think it's further than maybe he's saying it it's a fucking lot of work with the puppy but i don't think it's really on the same level as <laughs> as a human not quite the same but it is like but it is still a hell of a lot of work and it is uh, it, uh, you know it, it, it is an upheaval uh, in your life for sure 
but that's a, but you know, um, mo like moving, getting a, like getting a dog, like, like that's, those are some pretty big life changes, uh, like in, in your life too there, man. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been a lot, I guess it's, it's kind of almost, you could, you could argue a time kind of well for both of us that like, I've only started, we only been back for the pod for a month, maybe, maybe even less. Um, and I've only finally, you know, now only just now the set is finished. Now I got everything I needed here. So like it took forever just to get comfortable. It's a gorgeous set, by the way. Thanks, man. It came together beautiful. I was like on this camera, if you looked at it on the face, on like the, the web camera on the computer, it's a lot bluer. So there's like LED lights behind the shelves here I put. And that blue that you can see on camera is what this sign is. But here it looks light blue and like pink and purple and shit. But it's like... It's like really like electric blue. Like that the beer, it's supposed to be the BOS colors, but yeah, man, it's nice to have like a home for everything. We don't have to take, you know, trip over the, the lights, the big studio lights. So we were just tripping over them in the living room for years and years. So it's nice to have a home for it. I feel comfortable. The only thing I don't have down here is a bathroom. That would be amazing if there was a bathroom to just zip it. I got to, it's a mm. bit more of a, of a, of a journey now. Maybe I need to have like a, some speakers or something connected. I heard Joe Rogan has in his bathroom in the podcast studio, the speakers that broadcast what's happening on the pod. So if the guest goes for a piss, they can still hear what's being talked about. So I was like, Oh, I wonder if there's a way to do something. Okay. Like <laughs> it's kind of clever. Oh, a little geez, bit. That's next level. Right. Well, I guess, you know, when it's like a living, it's probably different than, uh, than this, but, uh, I digress. So, um, this evening we're doing something fun. We talked about this for a while and uh, something that you've done on the blog before. You've done pumpkin roundups of pumpkin beers. I think that was, uh, if it wasn't last year, it was the year before, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that yep. would have been. And or, or maybe, we're maybe even looking back like three years now, I think. Really? <laughs> it's gone oh. back a little bit. I, I found I it the so. other day. It was a great piece. And it was like, you know, you just sourced as many different pumpkin beers you could get your hands on. And it's you know still in this market between Ontario and Quebec, it's not a ton. And uh, you and I have all, are yeah. passionate, not just about pumpkin stuff, because you know, we talk about that a lot, but we're genuinely, I mean, you and me are, are big crispy boys now. And the October, all things fall, all things Oktoberfest. That's really what this podcast is about yeah. tonight. So we've collated um, some fantastic beers that we both have, uh, all of them. There's more than we anticipated, but we thought, well, you know, we want to make sure we show showcase a bunch of just great breweries doing some fantastic beers and just really get into get a bit nerdy about the styles and really I don't know about you, is this this is my favorite time of year. Like there's I feel like the weather, the the trees, the like the environment and the beers, uh and the food and the fashion to come back into pants and hoodies and stuff again, like I love it. Like how do you feel about this time of year? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm I'm jazzed about it as well. It, it is one of my favorite times of year, and as far as beer goes, I think it's probably my favorite beer season. Um, as far as seasonal styles, I think it doesn't get any better. Like the loggers that uh, like that come out in fall, um, you know, they're. They, 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 the certain fall styles of lagers, they're just, you know, a bit richer, um, like a bit, uh, like a bit maltier, a bit more, like a bit more caramelly, like they, like they've, uh, got a bit more heft to them. Mm. It just feels right when, uh, like when the temperature's starting to drop a little bit, uh, when you got a nice cool evening and all that. Um, and 
the other styles that like that come out as well. Um, this is the season um, for like for fresh hop beers, which like which is a style that I'm particularly amped about every year. Yeah. Um, which what like what, what, like we'll end up talking about later. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> um, and then of it. course the ever controversial uh, pumpkin beer, as uh, the, the, like as you mentioned. Yes, um, indeed. And uh, like, and all of the different var- like variations on that. So yeah, fall's yeah. a great time of year for beer. Great, I couldn't agree more, bro. It, it really is. So on that note, let's get started. Um, we, you came up with a fantastic order for the beers tonight um, to make sure that we're sort of switching it up a little bit, keeping it interesting, and sort of separating the pumpkin beers and the the, the sort of lagers, so that you know we've got this nice little run. I, I really enjoy what you put together. So thank you for that. This is uh, yeah, the first beer is uh, I just, this is the first place we ever met in person. If you no, it's not. That wasn't that was when I met Chris and Max. Yeah, yeah, that's when you met Chris and Max. Where we met first was at uh, Judiciel. Oh, Katia de Spectacle. Then we went to Judiciel, if I recall correctly. Right. That's right. So in Montreal. So I came to uh, the um, Oktoberfest at uh, Saint Kien, which I'd, I'd love to just get into a little bit because it was the first beer event I've been to in, in a while. It was fantastic. Um, and on the way home the next day, I came by, uh, saw you. We had a little trade going on, and um, I got to swing by Tooth and Nail, where I haven't actually been back since that time. I think I might have gone once to pick up beer or something, maybe. Um, and they happened to have their anniversary, their seventh anniversary beers. And I specifically went because I wanted the Vim and Vigor um, anniversary edition because they do the dry hop and it's just phenomenal stuff. Yeah. And I picked up, we didn't discuss this, but I picked up a bunch of like, you know, a couple of almost everything they had, including this one, Victor Parade, Victory Parade, their Fest beer. Um, was this one one of their anniversary yep. beers? It was, right? No, this was not one this of the anniversary not. beers. This okay. is the, like this is just uh, this is just their annual fest beer that they put out every fall. Okie dokie. So this one is five point six percent. You, unless you want to talk about it in a sec after you've poured it up, because I know you did a bit of research on uh, specifically what a fest beer is. And just to give everyone some context, this time of year is f- with the lagers. It almost kind of feels like there's like fucking like 15 different types that come out and they're all almost the same or they're all very similar like you described very well earlier about being a bit more caramel toffee warming um you know in the style but the nuances of a beer like this um i'm really fascinated to hear because i actually don't know and neither of us are crispy experts experts as we said off uh, off air we're like this really isn't our like thing we do know a lot of other uh, great people who would be better to speak to this, but you know we're here and we're going to chat about it. So I guess first thing, bro, right. what is a fest beer? Fuck off, Flay. All right. So um, in very simple terms, um, a fest beer is the kind of German-style lager brewed specifically for Oktoberfest celebrations like the like the official one um, that takes place in Munich every year. Okay. So the, the, like in very like in very very simple terms that's what a like that's what a fest beer is that's what mm. it's uh, like that's what it's traditionally made for is yes, that makes uh, sense. like is the official the official Munich Oktoberfest beer. Hmm. 
Okay. And so it's uh, like, so, uh, so it's, you know, a crystal clear lager. Um, it's not uh, like, it's not quite an amber lager. No. Um, it's uh, like, like, you know, it's, it, it's like a golden straw in color and it's like a little more, um, as mm. far like, it's, de it's definitely darker than a regular lager. Like a Hellas or a Pilsner. It's darker than a regular lager, but uh, like, but it's it's not quite as dark. A, like, but it's not quite as dark as an amber lager. Correct, hundred percent. Well, I, I want to get this in me. Cheers, yeah. brother. Yeah, pleasure. Let's do it. Cheers. Get that in you. Glorious. So, this is an interesting beer. This is my first beer of the night. Obviously, I guess neither of us been because we got so many beers to go through. Drinking pre-drinking was not a thing. Um, sometimes I yep. find they take a little bit of adjusting to the palate. So I'm definitely getting more sweetness immediately than I would on a typical, you know, Lager or Pilsner, like Hallis style or whatever. Yep. Um, definitely getting a lot of like the, the grainy sort of caramel malts as you described. Um, it's not over the top. It's definitely not on the level of a dark lager or a, uh, sorry, like an amber lager. Um, very smooth, little bit of uh, grassy bitterness in there. Um, do you have any thoughts there? I guess I only had one sip. Yeah, so uh, so, so I'm definitely getting um, the sweetness that like that you mentioned, like yes. a lot more than you like than you'd have in say a pilsner. Um, yes. So so like quite a bit more like caramel or to like or toffee sweetness that you mentioned, or um, like or even like honey a little bit. Mm. Um, that's exactly what it is. Like, 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 honey is actually like is actually I think where this one lands. If um, like you know, if you're to if you're to describe the, the like the sweet character of it, um, a very kind of like biscuity um, malt, uh, like malt backbone to it. It's um, so you know a little bit more hefty and uh, like and comforting than mm. like than you know what you might be crushing in the middle of summer which like which i think is very appropriate for uh like for this time of year yes um but even still to, but you know not over the top strong either it's five, like 5.6 percent which like which is a pretty like a pretty nice place to be mm. like you can feel that extra um percent i feel like the 0.6 of a percent you know, yeah. what you would typically get but it's it's not unwelcome um, I feel like, like mm -hmm. you said, it adds character to the beer, like a bit more depth, a bit more rounded. Um, I noticed, and tell me if you notice this in York, because it could just be my can, I feel like it's not as sharply carbonated as perhaps a Hellas or a Pilsner would be. Yes, I um, I would agree with that. It's got uh, like kind of a softer, smooth carb to it. Is that which, a part uh, of the style? Like Do you think? Now is that, that like Maddie's that's approach? a level of detail that's a level of detail that I couldn't speak to that would be a good question uh, for Maddie if that's, uh, <coughs> like if that's kind of something specific that they deliberately tried to do or if that is really specific to the style I mean Maddie tends to go very specific to style he doesn't tend to go very off book no um, so if that's the like like if that's the way he did it I imagine that it's pretty typical to style yes okay that was definitely something I'd like to know more about. Um, I, I'm, I almost feel like it could be due to the ABV. Like you find that I'm only thinking of this now that the 
typically speaking, the sharper carbed beers are more times than not uh, lower ABV. Do you think that's an accurate statement? Or am I kind of boosting that? Uh, sorry, you cut out a little bit there. Um, it, it, it's, it's, um, I was just thinking like the sharper carb beer. I'm thinking of like, yeah, of course. So say if um, I'm thinking sharper carbonated beers are typically lower ABV. So like, you know, most lagers, pilsners and such are, you know, hovering around 4.5 to 5% for the most part, maybe 5.2. And they are typically very sharply carved or relatively sharply carved. Um, if you think the other beers that are often sharply carved are barrel-aged sours or a lot of the time, they're very rarely high ABV. They're mostly low ABV from, from my experience. Low, I'd say less than six. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm boosting. Yeah, I would I, I, I would have that. Um and it, like, and not even just uh, like just loggers like that. But I would say that's true. Like, if, for some reason, the one that's coming to mind right now is uh, like Saint-Kiam Baron's uh, Two Tails Pills. Uh, that, that's probably the like the pills, or the, the lager from them that I had most recently. Um, and it is certainly more sharply carbed than this. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like, and I mean, that's obviously lower in ABV as well. That would be somewhere between four point five and five. Um, Definitely more sharply carved, and that's certainly true with IPAs as well. Um, like you know, yes. if you think of most session IPAs, if they're hovering somewhere between the three and a half and four and a half range, um, they almost always feel more sharply carved than uh, like, like than standard IPAs, which are hovering more in the like six and a half to seven percent range. So, that's so yeah, I would say that's definitely true with mm. uh, like with loggers as well. I wonder if it's intentional or and if, if you it's... even think go. Yeah, that, I, I mean that might just be something that comes uh, like that comes along with how that like the malt is fermenting at that like to produce higher alcohol. Maybe like maybe it's just naturally affects the carb that way. I'm not sure. Um, that'd be a better question for a brewer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you even think of like some higher range. Uh, ABV loggers like uh, like an export logger or um, or like a Maybach or something like that. Those are like, like those are ones that definitely come through with lower carb levels as well. So mm. there there must be something to that. Mm. It's a good question, and to be honest, it's never really come up before that I can recall um, on yeah. the pod. So I'd uh, definitely love to chat to some crispy brew. Maybe that should be. Do you know who we should get? I know we, you and me are in the. I don't know if I should say it on air. Maybe we'll say it off air. We talked about him before. There's a crispy boy brewery that I had at Saint Kiam's uh, Oktoberfest. I guess I can say it. That Brauman Brauwerk Hop Hop. What the fuck are they called? I'm sorry. That's German. Brauwerk Hoffman. Yeah. Them had the first beer from them. It was a Marzen. It was fantastic. That was my first beer of the night at um Saint Kiam, and um because they had a bunch yep. of guest beers, killer. So I was like, all right, I want to talk to you about it. I've, I've had that one before as well. Yeah, it's very good. Very impressed. But that could be cool to talk to an essentially exclusively German-style crispy brewery because, you know, Godspeed isn't exclusively crispies. They do do other things. They do more Czech than anything else now. And then, um, you know, you got Silo who do do some IPAs and some, some other stuff as well uh, who are also more Czech-dominated. But um, I believe Brau, it's Brau work, right? 
Yeah, brow work Hoffman. Hoffman. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, they sound like they exclusively like they do not do anything but German style lagers. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, and and there's the, there's another one local uh, like locally here uh, like along the same lines. Uh, Braumeister, who uh, like who originally oh. have their space in Carlton Place, and now uh, recently opened up a, like opened up a beer hall um, in Ottawa as well. That, like, and Fine. they're another exclusively German style crispy brewery. Bro, we should definitely do both of those. That would be fantastic. I would love that. Um, I feel like me and you are really like. Yeah. Look, we're Hayes boys. You know, we hung out at Badlands this summer, which we I, we could talk about. It's kind of off topic, but um, you know, we decided to go there because you're you're in town, and we're like, yeah, let's let's finally go there so you can meet Troy and see the place. Um, obviously, that's our thing. You and me are into everything, I would say. Um, but I feel like we've both got a, a, a and I was I could probably speak for all like the Chinwag boys. All of us basically have grown in, except Max, who was always on it, but like grown for this this real fondness for crispy boys over the last couple of years. Um, I'm much more passionate about it and I'm really fascinated to learn more about it because it's the one thing, I feel like the one major kind of group of styles that we can't speak to with the same level of confidence as say IPAs or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is, I think that could be, yeah, that could I be would agree. super fun. Um, so yeah, so we went to, might as well, this is probably a good time since talking about Tooth the Nail, Ottawa, Gatineau. So Tiff and I, first time back in Quebec since we moved. Um, we hadn't actually met the Sankey M team except Chris in person, um, which is funny because I'd known Jacob for two years uh, since we did the Sankey M pod not long after they opened, well, I guess six months after they opened. And um, we started Link Up with them, which is our, uh, you know, for people who don't know the, the nonprofit that we run uh, in partnership with uh, Sankey M. So we speak to them, we do video calls all the time, texting and messaging, and we'd never met them. So it was it was like straight. So they were kind enough. Jacob, Danielle, had it's us wild. At, I know, right? I think all you guys had met except like you know, Noah had been there multiple times. You've been there multiple times. Hung out with them, and we had not. So we stayed with them, and they were very kind and put us up in their beautiful home. Um, very very kind. It was great because they got a dog and got to meet Barrington. Um, so it was it was really cute. And uh, um, they so they had their Oktoberfest. It was a Friday and Saturday. We went to the Friday because he said they had some French hip-hop performances and the DJ was going to play like reggae and stuff. So it was kind of more our jam than the Saturday, which was kind of more just the folk and rock and stuff. Um, very, very cool. So they had uh, – we didn't get there during the day. We got there late afternoon. Um, but the they had like um, the brown bag coffee roaster van out front. It was just like pouring. I got some latte the next day and had a chat with them. Fantastic. Had this pulled pork uh, van, which was great. So some solid food. They had this big ass tent out the back, and the um, where all the performances were. And then they had a bunch of guest taps. Well, sorry, it wasn't taps, cans, because it was sort of their parking lot. So they just had coolers with with the cans. Um, and they did have that Marzen from uh, Brow Work. They had um, a beer from a crispy a pilsner from Melon. Uh, they had okay. What else did they have? Like crispy from Melon. They had. Oh, why am I having a blank? They had some other their cans, like black their Schwartz beer, which is phenomenal. They just didn't have that on tap, so they had the cans of that. Um, yep. They had a Buck Canada uh, pale ale, I believe. Um, and for some reason, I'm oh, they had Silo, a Keller beer, which was very cool. Um, but it was just really good. They they really put together a really solid list of you know Oktoberfest style beers for the most part, and just great crispy boys. So I, I also just I basically went through 
most of those uh, that night. It was fantastic. I just straight, straight, straight crispies. Of course, had their own beers that sitted in their pilsner, their flagship. Their uh, two tails pills, oh, yeah. obviously, which is uh, my fave from them, and um, Des Moines, their Hellas. So I was like, you know, crushing all of their. That's a beauty. Oh, such a beauty, bro. Um, just beauty beers. I mean, even the Kobe's. Uh, if that's how, I don't think I'm pronouncing it right, but it's their Kolsch. Was it Kobe's? Yeah. Or something. It's got the little. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not. I'm not sure what the like what the pronunciation is, but yeah, but uh, like that's a gorgeous beer for sure. Stunner. It was just like it was a really well executed event. Um, obviously, you know, we, it was so, so cool to meet everybody and actually got to kick it. It was not the best time, I guess, cause they were all working and running around and being extraordinarily hospitable, they, like over and above anything we ever needed. Um, and I kind of felt the like they're such, they're just the kindest people, man. And it was, I felt bad because we, like, I didn't want them to fuss over us at all. Cause they've got a million things to do and, you know, like putting things out whilst trying to enjoy themselves. Like, you know, they're the hosts, right? You know, they're doing some stuff and having a chat to this person and blah, blah, blah. They, you know, have some drinks, you know, getting lit slowly along the way. Um, but it was, it was really cool. We were considered staying the next night, but we had like some friends planned to come up. So we didn't stay on Saturday, but, um, it was, a. Uh, it was really cool, man. It was just nice to see everyone. And we went back during the day on Saturday and had another beer and had some of the pool pork and, um, it, it was just like, it was just a vibe. It was just like a really nice time. The weather was fantastic for it. Like a little nippy as you'd expect being, uh, I think it was late September. It was like 23rd and 24th of September. So it was about a month ago. Um, yeah. but yeah, man, really yeah. nice experience. And it was cool to just, I was very much just looking forward to drinking there. But I, like you and I both, we love their, uh, their crispies. They're just impeccably done. Um, and to just sort of, you know, get to drink it all there, hang out with the team try a bunch of other well curated beers and, and just really soak up those Oktoberfest vibes. It was it was money. It was it was really great. I'm very happy we went. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh that's great, man. Yeah, it's fun, dude. It's um I haven't been to a beer event, like I said. That was the first one. Yeah, it's been oh. a minute, eh? Yeah. It's uh <laughs> I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't even tell you the last one. Probably fucking Liquid Arts in twenty nineteen. Not that this was a oh, festival geez. festival. Like, have you been to anything since? Like, I'm talking like, an, uh, I've been to a bunch of tap rooms. Like, you know, you and me went to Badlands. I've been to Fairweather here, Grain and Grit, and um, a bunch of stuff in Toronto. I think I went to Godspeed at some point and different, a few different places, um, Lost Craft Spot, yeah. um, whatever. But like, they would just go into a brewery with friends or whatever, going to see the owners, but not an event. Yeah. And I've, and I've done a bunch, uh, like, and I've done a bunch of those too. Uh like the the only thing that's coming to mind is I went to like I went to Senkyam's anniversary uh, this year, uh, like which was great. In May. Like, Fuck, you, like, like, like exactly what you exactly what you were just describing with the, the like with their Oktoberfest. You know what they're like when they like when they put on an event and all of the locals turn up for it. Yeah. Like they like all of the vendors are usually like places that are just down the road from them because they've got such good relationships with everyone in town. It's uh, like, like everyone, sh- like everyone shows up for it and everyone is just so happy to be there. Yeah, man. I definitely got that vibe. There's a real strong community that they've created there. That's like something special. They, um, I yep, met the dude sure. from Le Boucheron, the sausage dude who's done a couple collabs. Like he was super cool. Yep, I've met him. You met him. I I don't recall his name, but we recognize each other because I've seen him on all their posts and stuff. And uh, he does some cool shit. And he's actually went through Link yep. Up. He did. Uh, we got him Cicerone because he's looking to get into the beer world as well. 
And um, yeah, no, that's great. These folks that we met, they and one of them ended up being Stephen's cousin. Stephen is the one of the partners in um, in Sankiem, and one of our partners in Linkup. And his cousin and his girlfriend run this like this company where they make Aylma, which is where where it is. It's Aylma like clothing. So it's like hyper niche where it's like, you know, it's like in New York on a shirt, it says Aylma. And people, like, a lot of locals wearing a lot of like the, the local, um, uh, what do you call it? Like parliament, not maybe MPs. You mean like this right here? No, yeah, basically exactly it. What is that? Oh, that's a Sankiem hoodie. See, that's sexy. I love that. That's gorgeous. Yeah. Their merch game is so strong. Fuck, it's so strong. I should have bought some when I was there, actually. It really is. I forgot. It really is. Um, I, I got beer to go, but I didn't get any merch. I, I definitely messed up. But you could just tell there's just a lot of like passion and stuff, and it was just really – it was such a great event, and the, the weather turned it on for it. You know, it could go either way with uh, this time of year, right? Sometimes it's beautiful. Sometimes it's a fucking nightmare. So um, – yeah, man, great, great uh, experience, and it was just cool to, like I said, like you know, crush up some fire ass uh, crispies and just really soak up that October. F- I almost yep. feel like now I've got such a hankering to go to Germany for Oktoberfest, even though I'm not really into the dressing up and the gear and all that stuff. Like, I just kind of want to see what it's like, and you know, drink from the big ass things, and you know. Yeah, it's it it, it it seems wild. Ooh. You know what I thought though, man? I've heard that it's like it's, it, it's not as wild as this like this like in cuz we we're a little old here, dad now. I'm a dog dad. Can you hear me cuz I think you might have uh, frozen there for a sec. Ooh. You there? Nate, I can hear the background. Look at this guys, technical difficulties. It's all good. Are you there, bro? Oh, okay. Now I got you back. We got you. It's okay. Little brief pause. So I got you back. Uh, I don't think the Oktoberfest is some like wild, like as in like party shit. I think it has been that, and it mm. maybe can be, but it's not all that. Like someone told me, it was like you know, it's just these beer holes with these long ass tables. And people just sit around and wear the stupid clothes and drink steins and shit. So it's like right. Yeah, I, I think it depends where you go. There might be places that are known to be parties. Obviously, you know, I don't know. I'm not super interested in that type of partying. I'm definitely down to get lit and drink the fucking things and have the bratwurst and all that fun stuff. But uh, I'm not trying yep, to wild yep. out. Have you? You've never been? Yeah, I've never been. No, no. Um, I, they, I've. I, I, I've been to Berlin before, but I've never been to Munich. And I've ne- like, and I was like, and the time that I went there wasn't around uh, Oktoberfest time, anyways. I've been the exact same. Been to Berlin, but not there. And I went in like 2004, at like in December. So like, I went to the Christmas markets there. Right. That was fun, and they had like things where you could buy the bit cans of bit burger, and then like the like a foot long bratwurst and bread type of thing. That was fun. That was just to me though. That was just some German shit. And I was just, I wasn't into craft beer at the time. Um, but man, I'm just so keen now. I just feel like we would just lose it. I feel like there's just be so much that we'd want to soak up and. Uh, oh, yeah. It'd be wild. And hear about. So, yeah, man. So the Fest beer then is this style of beer. I mean, I'm loving this. It's just going down the treat. This is beautiful. I know we do have to yep. sort of be a little cautious tonight, but I was like, this is the first one that's a short can. It's hard not. It's hard not to drink the whole thing, right? For the show, I was sort of planning it ahead because Nate and Nate and I were joking earlier. Like, I don't 
uh, I guess it, you can't really tell on the pods, but I have a little bit of issue with self-control sometimes with the pods, depending on, you know, the styles that we're drinking and the ones with Nate earlier this year, I drank all of the beers in its entirety over that, those podcasts, which yeah, didn't turn out to be the wisest moves uh, in hindsight. <laughs> So I've been trying a little more to, you know, be like, hey, let's you know leave, you know, don't have to finish everything and, and blah, blah, blah. But because tonight yep. we have five beers, so we do have to keep it going. But um, I was thinking like, okay, which yep. ones I'd be willing to leave. Speaking of which, of we should probably, we should. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, we should probably be moving on to our next one so that we're not, uh, so that we're not doing this till one in the morning. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You're right. So, this is interesting. This one I haven't had. All right, this I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go. Go grab it. Okay. Grab my, so I'll be right back. Easy. Um. So I won't spoil it until Nate comes back. But the the beer that I'm just double checking that I have reviewed this fucking thing because I had this a long time ago. I must have though. I must have done the. Hey, yeah, okay, it's marked off here. We good. When did I have this? In? September 2015. Oh, look at that. I ain't fucking around. So we're kind of switching gears a little bit. Um, I The reason we're doing this beer, by the way, we had uh, – I was saying we had to come back from Oktoberfest uh, because we had a couple of Tiff's friends want to come over. Just, you know, we don't – I don't like – I'm not a host. That's why I always very much respect people like, you know, Jacob and Danielle and everyone for hosting. It's not innately – who I am personally. We'd never had people really over as a kid, so I'm not really used to all of that. So we had a couple of friends over and they brought some housewarming gifts, even though they didn't have to and it wasn't a housewarming. So one of uh, Tiff's good friends was a sweetheart and she just went to the LCBO and she asked the guy to like, hey, like my friend's boyfriend's into beer. Can you help me pick him some stuff? So it was, it was cute that she put together this pack that had That's some, sweet. you know, it had some dubs, it had some L's, but the thought was what was important to me. And one of the beers that she picked happened to be this one. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, podcast with me. Perfect. Um, and I haven't had this beer in yep. a long fucking Absolutely. time. I just checked and I had it in September, 2015, the last time that I've uh, had it on untapped. So I'm actually excited to do it. So we're completely switching gears for a little bit. First of all, you know, we talked about the Oktoberfest beers. This is the beer that we just had the beer that you have at the festivals. Now, we're going into our Team Pumpkin bullshit with Great Lakes Pumpkin Ale. That's right. A uh, An Ontario classic. Yes, indeed. Do you recall? I think I had this yes, bef- I- before I checked into it, but that was the last time I had it. I think I had it when it was in bottles, back, like when it first came out. Right. Yeah. Um, I, cer- I certainly remember when it, like when it was in the big, um, 750 mil bottles. Um, it was just too much. And, uh, like, and that Fuck. also with like the embossed printing along the bottles, like it was not, uh, they not were cool, just a right? typical like wrapped bottle. Like they, they, like they had it with embossed printing on all of them. Um, which yeah, was pretty cool. It was like, it was pretty unique, but yes, this right here, Great Lakes Brewing's pumpkin ale, um, I feel pretty confident in saying is the most accessible pumpkin beer in the province. Easily. Uh, I feel like this is the one, if people are um, new to pumpkin, this is one that they'll probably end up having first. Yep, exactly. And it's a, uh, I'm excited to drink it. I'm just going to take this photo real quick. Um, 
Yeah, because I because I've not also not had it for a while. Yeah, I feel like it's um, it's almost a one of those beers that you kind of like take for granted because it's like you said, it's so accessible that it's like you just sort of like exactly like as uh, kind of heavy craft beer nerds tend to do. You kind of like front on the things that aren't hard to get, which is a bit of a thing that we have, but it is what it is. Now this particular beer, just before we get into it. Oh, Ian. Yeah, I get that photo. So this one is a, it has a beer brewed with pumpkin and spices. It is 5.5%. Um, Yep. Pumpkin beers can be essentially anything. You could have pumpkin like any any style. Yeah. At all. Um, this one, I'm just trying to check because the the description they have on on uh, Untapped is actually different to what they have on the can. Um, uh, let's see what yeah. it says. An assortment of specialty. It's brewed with an assortment. Do you want to uh, go? Uh, sorry, I'll, I'll let you love what it's on. I'll read the untapped and then you go and explain one in a little more. I'll keep it just really quick. Yeah, it says, handcrafted with an assortment of specialty malts and hops, we added a generous amount of pumpkin directly into the brew. Combine this with hints of cinnamon, clove, nutmeg, and allspice, you've got a beer that you won't soon forget. Rich, satisfying, and slightly spicy. Our seasonal ale goes perfect with your favorite dessert or traditional feast. So, Nathaniel, get some pumpkin in you. All right. Ooh, Cheers, def- man. Cheers, brother. Getting those spices on the nose. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I was noticing that as I was pouring it, that it was um, like like that. Those spices were re- like were really hitting right up front of the nose, like that kind of warming, like baking spice, like fall baking spice. Definitely get that, like, and then yeah, like in the allspice in there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think is the base for this one? Sorry, I just want to clean my palate a little bit from the uh, the last one. What do you reckon? Like looking at this, it's not an amber. Yeah, no worries. It's it, it's sort of like it's uh, it's not clear. Like it's a little murky. There was like a little foamy head. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can pinpoint the. Yeah. So this, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think that there is like a technical style to um, to the, the like to put on this one. I mean, it's an ale, as they like as they said, but because it kind of defies any kind of like any kind of conventional style with uh, like with the addition of pumpkin and like and spices, um, they've left it just kind of with a generic Ooh. description, and I don't know that I classify it any further than that myself um from uh like from a malt bill perspective it's saying barley and wheat and then you know pumpkin hops spices so yeah i don't think it really falls into uh, like into any category and to kind of expand on um what uh, like what you were saying earlier like pumpkin beers are very very broad it can be just about like it can go in just about any style like it can go in kind of just a non-script ale like yeah. this um 
it's like you know it's been done in uh, it's been done in stouts and porters it's been done in saison um like even in lagers in some cases or some really really bizarre sours like the uh, pumpkin pie one that half hours did a few years ago yes and the um (laughs) and smoothie from five paddles that we had if you recall yep yep or from uh or from uh small pony um yes and third moon did one too so yes yes that's right and the other thing too is that uh you know there's also kind of like a division between the ones that are actually pumpkin beers and the ones that are pumpkin spice beers because um like because there are you know the ones like this that do actually like that are actually brewed with pumpkin um and some of the ones that are labeled as pumpkin beers are really just like just have like you know cinnamon nutmeg and cloves in it and it's uh, like just kind of calling it a like it's actually just a pumpkin spice beer really that's a good point like i think the key is to have actual pumpkin puree in the beer or it's not a pumpkin beer that's like a full spice beer which is yeah and and and, uh, some of them are labeled as pump, like as pumpkin spice beers, and uh, like and to be honest, I love those because I love yeah. fall baking spices and um, and uh, like the, the example that I'm thinking of, which pumpkin beer of the year for me is um, uh, Not- like I'm quite comfortable saying already is um, Barn Cat's pumpkin spice Rat Queen. I got that in the fridge. I'm so excited for that. And that was yeah, uh, barrel aged rat queen imperial was, stout with the spices and yes. pumpkin puree. Not pumpkin puree, just the spices. Just the spices. So hence pumpkin spice barrel aged rat queen. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Which is pumpkin which is a very important like you said, it's important they're not trying to put it as a pumpkin beer, they're saying a pumpkin spice beer. Yeah, Whereas they like, did, yeah, they did not call it pumpkin. Yeah, they did not call it pumpkin rat queen. They, they like they called it pumpkin spice rat queen, right. which is an important, uh, like, which is an important distinction. So I'm gonna um, have and, that, and like I love, Please I don't. love the like those baking spices in stouts. Mm. Um, when it like when it's done with just like a nice touch, it adds such a nice comforting warmth to it. Like it like it just feels like I'm like wrapped in a warm blanket with uh, with like, uh, like with a fire going and like and whatnot. Like it just makes me feel cozy. I love it. I couldn't agree more. You and me are very big proponents of our team lactose account that's kind of dormant at this point, but we always talk about pumpkin stuff. Uh, alongside lactose because we don't really give a fuck about lactose anymore but i feel like we're pretty pretty keen on pumpkins still um and on all things pumpkin we, spice uh, we even are, in coffee we, we, yeah oh yeah yeah if, oh, well, like you know like you and i are both ad- like admitted basic bitches and are, like, <laughs> yes, and are very are. much down with uh, like with pumpkin spice lattes so we're very know. proud no like absolutely absolutely no shame there no um I I, I want to come to something that, uh, that like that we actually mentioned uh, like today or yesterday. I can't uh, like I can't remember in the uh, like in the group chat um, talking about pumpkin beers because as much as like we're bi- like we're very much on team pumpkin and I roll my eyes at people uh, like at people who bitch and moan about uh, like about pumpkin beers and share the memes that are that are like how to enjoy pumpkin beer pour it down the drain like all, like all of that 
fucking bullshit that uh, like that comes around every year. Like, get some new shtick, guys. Yeah. Like, like, like it's fucking old. It's not a personality um, to hate pumpkin beers, right? Fucking find another exactly, thing to die on, exactly. Gary. Exactly. So, like, like, like it's fine. Like, just, just fucking calm down. If you don't like them, you don't have to fucking drink them. I don't need to go down that road again. No. Um, anyway. Uh, but like what we were talking about, uh, what we were talking about today, it's one like it's one of those admitted things which we've admitted about lactose in the past too. Is that like you know I like the idea of pumpkin beers. There are many pumpkin beers that I like. However, I feel like it's probably true that there are more bad pumpkin beers than good pumpkin beers. Just like I feel like there are probably more bad milkshake like IPAs than there are good milkshake IPAs. Like. I like I, I just like that. That's just the case, you know. It's yeah. it's like it's a weird ingredient to brew with, yeah. and it does not always turn out well. Um, and it's one of those things of like as soon as you get enough people doing it, you're gonna get like more bad ones than good ones sometimes. A hundred percent, and they're not easy to make. Like good pumpkin spice or pumpkin beers or lactose beers. It's a delicate ingredient, man. All of this stuff are, are very delicate. Like lactose is one thing. Pumpkin spices, you've got multiple. Uh, the ones I read out before for this was a nutmeg, cloves, cinnamon, allspice. Like you've got to use it allspice. in the right volume, yep. in the right percentages to make sure that one doesn't outshine it. Sometimes gingers are part of that. Um, you know, it's it's very difficult and it's nuanced. And it depends on what you're yep. doing. Say like – I would say that a, the it all depends on the base of the beer, right? You mentioned the stout, the Rat Queen, stoked for it. I had the Third Moon bestowed pumpkin pie version on Wednesday. Um, Tiff decided to split a bunch of beers, so we went kind of nuts. And, and that's why I was asking her, before she decided to drink with me, I was going to have the pumpkin spice one to myself. And I was like, oh, could I do it? Like, does it need to be split? And you're like, no, 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 it's not over, overkill. Because sometimes they can be overkill, beers like that, right? And you don't want 500 mils of 11.9% when 11.9 means it's probably 14.5. Imperial stout with all of these adjuncts in it. And by the time you're halfway through, you're just like, oh my God, I can't do this anymore. So, you know, I feel like depending on the base of the beer, I think the pumpkin pie um, stout had pumpkin pie in it. It had pumpkin. It had the spices. It had graham cracker to make the, the pie. Like it had the whole thing. And obviously, Third Moon are incredible with their with their pastry stouts. I think probably a stout is my favorite base for a pumpkin beer. Um, Nightmare from Four Origins, which is the one I thought you were going to mention, which is probably the most, arguably one of the best, most consistent annual beer, uh, pumpkin beer at, I think it's 6%. Nothing crazy. It's like, what, a porter, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That's right. It, it it is a porter, and yeah, props to Four Origins because I like. First of all, they're one of the only breweries in Quebec that uh, like that makes pumpkin beers that I like that I can think of, and they yes. like they've done Nightmare. I think like it, it must be something like five years in a row now. I think so. Um, and they've done other like uh, other pumpkin beers as well, uh, like as a couple of one offs. But Nightmare is the one they like the one they do every year. Um, and it's it's really really solid and uh, like as you say uh, like a porter a stout is a great base for that it's it, um, like I, I guess there's something about the uh, like the darker malt 
uh, like profile that I guess just works with uh, like with pumpkin as an adjunct, and it's mm. definitely a good base for um, for the spices. Um, one thing I wanted to uh, like to come back to with what you're saying with the spices and how you know different proportions can uh, like can really kind of make it a, make it a bit dicey. I'm thinking of one um, from a couple of years ago that I had from Collective Arts. Um, their Origin of Darkness uh, stat series that they like that they come out with every year around this time. Uh, a couple of years ago, they had one that was a spiced, uh, like imperial note, and it was very heavy on cinnamon. I was expecting to absolutely love that one because of how much I love those spices in stouts, but um, I was surprised that I really didn't like it because there was so much cinnamon in it that it was coming out tasting like cinnamon hearts, mm. which was just not what I was expecting. I was expecting something more just kind of like warm and uh, like, and comforting, Subtle. Um, like, like, you know, just tasting, tasting like fall baking, but like, it really like punched me in the face with the, like with a um, really like biting cinnamon heart thing. And I was just really not into it. And like, that's where, balance really like like can really be important when it comes to um spices like that in beers that's a a great example i know that is a, a origins of darkness is a killer series they have had times where they've just gone a little too hard and a little, little wild with it um and it could come from i've never seen collective do a pumpkin beer or work with a ton of spices from memory i may be wrong um they do a lot with fruit and hops obviously um, I, but I can think of one pumpkin beer that they did a little while back and it was a pumpkin sour. It was a really weird one. I didn't care for it personally. Um, I, the, the, like, the, like the style was just, it didn't quite, uh, That's odd. it didn't quite work for me. Um, some people, like some people liked it and you know, some people liked that, uh, like that cinnamon hearts origin of darkness too. Uh, you know, that that's fine. Just, uh, just didn't work for me. No. And that's really what it is, man. And like, you know, being connoisseurs of pumpkin beers like you and I, you know, we have, you know, very particular palates for this shit. It's, um, yeah, it's, yep. it's, it's really interesting. And I, I would imagine that, not I imagine, when it when pumpkin beers first, you know, when we first got into pumpkin beers, I don't know when you did, I, I think I was always interested in them probably since 2011 when I first discovered beer and I was doing the 365 or whatever. And almost all pumpkin beers, the base was an amber, essentially, an amber lager. Do you remember that? Or an amber ale of, hmm. some, of some sort. Because they were always a, an ale. I should say specifically, it was not a lager. It was just kind of like a English amber ale with a bunch of spices and some pumpkin in it. Which, yeah. may, maybe this was more like yeah, that the, back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, the only lager that I can th like that I can think of is the like is the Flying Monkeys pumpkin lager that's out right now, and the less said about that, the better. Um, but, but yeah, when uh, um, you know, thinking like thinking back in, uh, to the like to the early 2010s, like you're talking about, um, like most of the pumpkin ales, like you say, were kind of um, like they were ales. Like exactly like exactly like this basically like um, a common one which is still out today that I remember having from the early 2010s is Grand Rivers uh, Highballer Pumpkin. Um, oh yeah, fuck, that's a throwback. Yeah, like like like, like that was one of those ones. Uh, that, like and it's still out today. Um, but the, like that one was very similar to this. Um, 
there's a few like there's a few others but like this was really like the common like pumpkin ale was like, like exactly that it was always pumpkin ale with very little uh, the kind of variation between them yeah um whoa um and i'm 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 also remembering now as we're looking back a little bit and like you know speaking of glb back when um this was in those tall bottles with the pretty embossed labels and whatnot um, there was a couple of years that they also did a pumpkin saison called saison de pump. I remember that. That was that was good. And that one was really good. It was really, like it was really really good. And it, like it was only around for a couple of years though, unfortunately. Um, and I've not um, I, I've not seen it return since. No. But um, but in any case, like this is a really like, like this is a really good pumpkin beer, um, and you know. Like pumpkin beers have really expanded a lot since the early 2010s oh, yeah. in a lot of the ways that we've just described. But like you know, this is very reminiscent of those pumpkin ales from um, from the early 2010s. And you know what? It's really enjoyable. It's yeah. like there's nothing too overwhelming with it. Um, it's it's got a bit of a different flavor to it. The spices are subtle but present. Um, it's like it's. It's comforting, like, you know, just like those loggers um, in these, like in these cool fall evenings. It's got something just a little bit extra to it. Yeah, it's it's a pleasure to drink. It's like not unpleasant. I feel like anyone could probably get into this, even if pumpkin beers aren't their thing. This is not attempting to be extreme, which is ten, you know, tends to be the nature of craft beer these days. The more hops, the more fucking adjuncts, the better. This is not that. This is like a it's probably aimed at a more general audience that could enjoy it, which I think is very important. Gateway, so gateway pumpkin beer, maybe, um, that allows people yeah. to sort of get into the style without sort of scaring people away by these intense, extreme things. And I don't know if you remember one of the other early ones I had was it was called Pumpkin from Southern Tier. It was at LCBO. Because mm. Southern Tier from uh, I think it's Jamestown, New York. They were one of my first favorite breweries because they were everywhere in um, in the LCBO. They just had some sort of arrangement. They were just pumping shit out. And pumpkin, I got that back in the day when, for some reason, when Scott and I were doing the 365 together, we would never split the beers, ever. We would just buy our own beers and do it. And then we'd look back and be like, what the fuck are we doing? We're spending double the money. And we'd be drinking a 750. I think it was 10%. It was the most intense beer I think I've ever had. And I drank yeah, the whole seven fifty. I swear to God, like it was, it was, it was way too much. But it tasted like pumpkin pie. I remember that. But you needed four ounces of it. Like you didn't need yeah. seven hundred and fifty mils to the face. Um, so yeah. I remember that also was an amber base. All those different pumpkin beers. And you know what's funny? Moving to Quebec, I recall being excited for pumpkin beers and then finding none. Uh, or no, that's not true. There was three. In the entire province, there was Brasso de Tente did one. There was one for some random brewery. I think it was called M A G. It's like M A G O U I double L E. I was kind of playing on citrui, like the French word for pumpkin. And um, Saint Ambroise has a pumpkin beer, if I'm not mistaken. That was kind of yes, it they do. for many, many years in Quebec. Like it pissed me off to no end that. And that was why I always shat on Quebec beer until they just all of a sudden went from sort of flat to just like boom, like through the roof, amazing. Like, 
they didn't even have that. And I don't know if any of those beers even continue. Maybe the Saint Ambroise does. He's still around, but Saint Ambroise definitely, definitely still, still does that. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, and like, and that, that one's even available in Ontario. I think, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure the Saint Ambroise pumpkin is even in LCBOs. When's the last time you had that? Probably a while ago. Eh? Uh, the last time I had that was probably when I did, uh, well, like when I did the pumpkin beer article roundup. Yeah, so a few years ago. Like I imagine that would be yeah. something similar to this, like a very approachable, balanced, not in your face. I think that was the yeah. Um, and I'm going back a little bit on it, but I th- I feel like that one was probably even subtler in the spices. Like mm. I feel like uh, I, I feel like this like the spices were really really kind of in the ba- like in the background of that one. Yeah, I, I think you're right too. And they used to only sell it in four packs, and it was I was never mad about that because. It was a pleasure to drink. It was just a nice beer. Uh, if you wanted to have some pumpkin beers, it was, you know, really perfect for this time of year. So, like, it sounds like, you know, both provinces do have that. I mean, obviously, now you got uh, Four Origins, and we're going to be visiting one of their beers later on. Um, you know, they've got Nightmare, and they, they've been introducing more pumpkin beers. Um, I don't recall any other, like kind of he said, like, I can't think. I'm sure there's probably, like, a bunch of one-offs that some breweries do. Maybe they don't distribute them or make a big deal about it or whatever yeah but it seems to not be as much of a thing in quebec um i mean it's not like it's a massive thing yeah. here either <coughs> you know um i mean if i like i think it is bigger in ontario um like and i think there's uh, like there's certainly a lot more of them here um there's uh there's a girl on instagram called uh, like her like her tag is hop girl heather and uh, for the last couple of years she's like she's done an annual pumpkin off where like where she's just kind of gathered as many pumpkin beers as she like as she can find and uh, like you know going through them style by style and choosing the best pumpkin beer of the year which is quite good um and i'm impressed that every year she's finding even more uh like pumpkin beers, so the like so that's one to check out if you're wondering who's making pumpkin beer in uh, the, like in Ontario and uh, like and a couple from the uh, like from the U.S. as well. <laughs> Inter- I was about to ask where she based, but okay, so she's out here. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, she, yeah, she, she, she's in Toronto, I think. <laughs> are most of the beers she getting? She's getting. Are they from? Are they like brewery only ones that aren't getting distro type things? Yeah, most of them are uh, are brewery only ones. I think that like there's a couple of uh, like of LCBO ones, um, a handful, but uh, like but most of them are brewery only stuff. That's dope. So she's going really out the way. Okay, that's dope. It's um, yep. it's cool, man. Like it's a it's an interesting topic. I feel like they do get um, they meaning pumpkin beers like a, a bit of a bad rap from a lot of. I feel like they're still like. I don't know if controversial is the word, but there's still a thing like it's, I would say like it's not even controversial <clears throat> and like, it's a lot quieter than it used to be. Like people uh, like you, like, like you and I know some folks who like, who really, really made it their business to they like to shit on pumpkin beers uh, like every year. It's, it's gotten a lot quieter than it, like than it has been in previous years. I, pe- yeah. I feel like people are rightly starting to not care about it, but like it definitely is like, is still a thing in like in kind of the lonely quarters of beer, Twitter and beer, Facebook and whatever. Like, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> I feel like there's so many more things to be angry about in the real world and in if you want to be mad at beers. I feel like there's, I don't know, are people still mad at smoothies? I don't even know anymore. 
I haven't really seen much smoothie um, these days. I feel like they've just become the yeah, normal. yeah. The, like even even that's died down. Like why people need to hate more stuff, bro. Man. People need to hate more stuff because then we need to jump on the bandwagon of the stuff they hate and then support those things because we're positive here, Nate. Yeah, because like like then then we then we need to create and we need to create a new uh, like a new like new hashtag team something new Twitter account and just ride uh, for it. Uh, all of these other things we need to counteract it. Like like, like we need like we need right. <laughs> it's exactly, bro. We need we need our content. And we just need to be uh, – what's the word uh, for people who are purposely just against the status quo for the sake of it? What's that called again? Um, con- contrarians. Yeah, yeah. So if more people in the beer world are mad at something, then for the most part, you and me are for it. Sometimes we have gone our separate ways on innovation. I'm a little more liberal. Sometimes Nate is a little more conservative with what what uh, innovation is, and I respect it, and it's okay. I'm I'm a little further, yeah, a little it, further it, out it, on the scale. It, it, you know, it, like like it, it starts some fights internally, but, uh, <laughs> but, but we but, get you know, past it. We've survived. <laughs> Here we are, all these years later. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's it's good time. So I mean, like. Well, I, I do really want to see some more pumpkin beers around. I feel like it's kind of fun. I'd like to see, like, brewery. Like, I love seeing Third Moon did the fucking pumpkin pie bestowed, and they did the pumpkin epoch slushy, but it was pumpkin puree with um, mango, graham crackers, and some other shit, and it was money. You and I, like, I'll, I'll, I'm sure they're probably well aware, Five Paddles did a pumpkin smoothie, but it wasn't sour. So it was essentially yeah. like drinking you know you get a can of pumpkin puree and mix some water in it add a little bit of carb and then you're drinking that it was it was very strange it was it was all, like the, you're right that it wasn't sour and that made it weird but it was also way too thick like it was, yeah like i like i remember pouring it and it was like Pouring out like, the thickness of Jello, like it, it, about it didn't like like didn't package well. It was a really weird one. <laughs> it it was a valiant attempt, and I'm glad that we both got hold of it because I was excited. Like uh, my friend Tim in Whitby um, got that for me. He always looks out for pumpkin beers, and there's another one from I think it might be Five Paddles as well. It's basically like they made it look like a Starbucks, like a pumpkin spice latte blonde or something. Yes. That they do every year. Yes. Um, also not really my fave because I don't like the base as much, but a pumpkin spice latte beer, if that was a porter or something, money. I just don't know because then if you're saying pumpkin yep. spice latte, that's insinuating the lactose for the milk. So you like get a lactose blonde ale with all of these spices, and I just don't think that base can hold it. I think it does need those chocolate malts to – at the very least, some amber malts. Yeah. To, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I agree. Like the, the the only thing with that one is that it kind of comes off a bit like a white stout, and I'm not really down with white stouts most of the time. Um, it's one of those things of that flavor profile really needs the dark malts to like to kind of have a bit of a richer um, backbone. Yeah. Um, and it, like like something about it, like it it can be done well, but more often than not, I don't care for them. I respect it. It's not. Uh, it's not really the move for it. I think it, once again, it's such a specific style that it's got to be done in a certain 
Yeah. If you're going to do a lighter body or a lighter base, act accordingly with the other adjuncts. You know, you can't just pound it like you would on a darker base or something like that. It just, it doesn't really fit. So it's, it's this really crazy nuanced um, style that, it's very easy to shit on, like you said, like, you know, and only very lonely people now are uh, investing the time into doing that. Um, but I, I want to, I'd like to see more breweries do it. I'd like to see more people like bothering to try it and not kind of write it off. And maybe the fact that there's so much innovation, so to speak, across beer, pumpkin isn't, and it's either not exciting enough because it's kind of older school because it's been around for so long. People haven't like tried as many crazy new things with it. I mean, there's been a few more. You know, the the five paddles was a swing and a miss, but a swing nonetheless. I think what Third Moon did with it was it worked. Both of their executions in two different styles, a smoothie sour and a pastry stout, worked. Um, might yeah, not yeah. have, but uh, you know. like just so that just so that we're not. Doing nothing but shitting on five paddles to their yes. like to their credit, uh, like uh, like because every year they put out like four or five pumpkin beers, they, like because they they do pumpkin palooza like every year, which oh, is they great. Do I love too. to see them, yes. like, 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 like doing like doing that depth of pumpkin beers every time. And last year, um, <clears> or maybe it was the year before, I can't remember, but one of them was a pumpkin oatmeal stout, Ooh. and it was money. It was, uh, like like it was great like just a like, like just a straight up like like not even imperial like a like six and a half percent perfect um like, like nice rich oatmeal stout uh like but with pumpkin and that really worked that one was really good I love that uh, I think that is uh, phenomenal it's I think you're right. We definitely need to give Fire Faddles their props. I, I didn't mean to poke fun of them. It's just they were the ones that didn't work that came to mind that I'd had most recently. Yep. And because oh, I'd course. had most of their stuff the last few years, because because they do Pumpkin Palooza, which is amazing. See, that is a dedication to it. And by the very nature of it, there's going to be some hits and some misses. It just is what it is. Of course. Uh, you know, but of course. I love that. Oatmeal Stout, that sounds perfection. I don't think I got my hands on that from memory. Um but I love yeah. that they do that. And it's just encouraging pumpkin beers, uh, you know, to, to people who, you know, because they've got so many different styles, like how can you do pumpkin palooza if you don't do different styles? So by the very nature of that, exactly. they have to try different things and it's going to be weird. That's the only way for that to work. So, I mean, I just love the fact that they're bothering to do it though and, and taking that risk. Exactly. And, and then canning it too Absolutely. and getting it out there. It's fucking great. Yep. Um, on that note then, shall we keep Next this moving? Year. Yes, sir. Um, yep. All right. I'll go grab it. Yes, sir. I'm pretty sure I remember what this was. I think, yep, this is what we're doing. All right. But yes, uh, pumpkin beers, all for it, um, highly for it. And it was very interesting. Actually, no, I'll tell Nate. I just had uh, an interesting, um, you know, one of those, like, you, you think of something and then it happens type shit. Um, but uh, yeah, man, this, these first two. I think, uh, 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 you know, two of our favorite four styles. And now we're going to swing back into the uh, Crispy Boy Zone for something a little different. I actually haven't had this beer yet, but uh, Nate did have it recently, so I'm excited to try. I only got one can, so I didn't get to try it earlier. Um, fun side note, though, 
while you were sort of talking, I don't know why we were just talking about Ontario versus Quebec, and I was like, oh, it's a, we're moving into our top 10 time of year. We're going to do the top That's 10 right. Ontario beers. Right. And I was thinking about that, and literally three minutes ago, Matt from Vox and Hops messaged me about the Quebec, um, the Quebec one, because we do the Quebec one with uh, Matt and, and Noah, and I do the Ontario one with you, and now I'm here in Ontario um, – it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun. I'm excited for for this year. I feel like this year it's gonna be very different to last year. I feel like we already know who our number one's gonna be without even talking about it. I don't think there's gonna be a question. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. the top ten will be. I don't even think we disagreed on any of the points. I think last year. I think we've got this is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. This is super easy. It's gonna be fun, man. We should we should nah. do that probably. It was it, it, it was easy. There was not much debate. <laughs> no, like zero. We haven't even. Oh, last year it was, and I think this year will be the same thing. Um, we should do that early December. I don't know why. I just like I feel like it's it's fun as fuck. It's just such a cool. Are, are we actually? When did we do it? No, we did it in January, didn't we? This year we did it. We, we did it in early January. What do you want to and do? I, this year? Like, and I think that. I, I think that worked because that gave us time to kind of think absorb about like any December releases that came, like that came out during that time. So like, like doing the wrap, uh, doing kind of the wrap up of the year in the early New Year, I think worked. Mm. Uh, that's a really good point. Um, yeah, I love it. I'm excited to do it. We, we could definitely do that in January. Then I'm, I'm down as fuck for that. It's just going to be – I think that is one downside. I forgot. I know that with the Quebec one that we, we typically would do it in the December. But I guess you're right that it, it sort of discounts any of the December releases, which isn't totally fair because some breweries might save some fire to, to then. And, and just knock and, our socks off. Exactly. And then you're like, oh, well, well, they made that top 10, didn't they? So – I mean, I imagine our mind will be mostly made up, but still, I'm excited for that. So everyone look out for that. Uh, I guess the Ontario one will probably be, uh, like, we'll do it, like, you know, maybe first week of January or something. Um, yeah. And uh, the Quebec one will probably be in December just because there's uh, multiple parties involved, whereas you and me, it's a little little easier. But uh, some of my favorite episodes to do, man. I, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. Now, this beer... Me too. This is a beer we both uh, selected because it's from one of our favorite new breweries of the year. Um, I can't imagine this brewery not making the top ten. And um, I, we both really love their crispies. These guys do some fantastic stuff. Um, this is uh, the first beer of the style that I've had from these guys. This is Fine Balances Marzen, Kingston, Ontario's uh, The New Hope of the City. Uh, which is doing some brilliant stuff out there now. Uh, big, big shouts to Andrew and the team. Uh, such a wonderful human being. Um, they were part of the last Link Up series as well. They were a pleasure. Their beer was spectacular. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Andrew and the team are they like are just fantastic. Um, like you were saying, made the made the top ten list last year. Oh, Definitely did they? one of the best new. I don't remember yeah, oh, yeah, You've got such a good memory. My memory is fucking stupid. Yep. They were on the top 10 list last year. Okay. Well deservedly so. Okay, okay, okay. And here, and, and here we go. Proper proper glassware and everything. Oh, shit out. flexing on them. Flexing on them, Nate. Always coming through with the flex. You motherfucker. Oh, yeah. So, um, I'll tell you, uh, like, so I'll tell you a story about, like, about this beer. Um, because... Because like, we also had Andrew on the pod 
um, last fall. We did. And that was for their um, – because they just celebrated an anniversary. Um, it was, yeah, it was just coming up. It was just coming up on their one-year anniversary. And this is their two-year. Did you get any of their anniversary releases? Because I did not. Um, I got the uh, I, I got the um, the barrel aged coffee stout that they did with Durand. That, oh. the, the, that was the only one I was able to snag. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so but they, like so this year, or sorry, this beer rather. Um, was the beer that I had on tap at Fine Balance when I did uh, like like when I went there for my birthday last year? Oh, so that was my so that was the first beer that I had from them on site. Oh, that's sick. Okay, I was super jelly when you went there. Uh, last. I just thought it was a sick man. You got to you got to swing by. Hang on. So then, that would have been last September. Then, I guess. Yes. Hence for that. Okay. So. Yep, and then and like and then we had Andrew on the in like October or something. Yeah, okay, okay. We're about due for having him back on. I mean, we had him on for Link Up and stuff, but it wasn't about the brewery. It was just obviously about Link Up. So maybe we should look into doing yeah, that. Yeah, we should. To, yeah, we should. We should have him on again. I'd be down for that. I'm sure he'd be game. I feel like a lot has changed for um for him, and usually like I love these sort of like you know every year to a, <coughs> excuse me <coughs> um a year to a year and a half is I think a really good time to have people on the pod. It just seems to yep. to work. So this one is a Mars, and this is six percent. It's uh, as you can tell, it's probably similarish color, maybe even darker actually than the Thespio. Uh, my head has dissipated yep. at this point. Um, first and foremost, cheers, my brother. Cheers. Oh yeah. Okay. So this is. Arguably, I was about to say significantly. I don't think that's a fair word. This is a lot more um, bolder uh, and yes. a little more intense than the Tooth and Nail um, Fespia. Yep. Do you want to give us yes. the rundown of what a Marzen is, what the vibe is from your uh, research that you did there? Yes. So um, there is – not a ton of distinction between Marzen and Fest beer. Huh. Uh, they, like, the idea of them is basically the same. Um, like the, the origins of Marzen are like are from the, uh, the like you know are from the like the beers that are made for Oktoberfest. Like just the same. the The subtle differences are that it's. Um, like it's a bit darker in color, yep. as uh, like as you can see. Well, like we'll do a side by side here because this here is the tooth and nail fest beer, and this here oh, wow. is the fine, uh, like fine balance Marzen. So as you can see, way more amber, uh, like quite a bit, um, like quite a bit darker in color there. Um, so a, like a richer malt profile. Um, like kind of a like bolder, a bit more bitter. Um, the, the, those tend to be the characteristics. It's a long, it's in the same vein, but a bit more on like on a few of those. Um, okay. In terms of what the like the very specifics of, like of the style itself, Marzen means Mars. Or it means March beer, um, and this comes from the like kind of the old. German brewing tradition, which is that beers were only supposed to be brewed between the months of September and April. Um, back okay. when you were, not, uh, you were not supposed to brew beer um, during the summer months. 
Um, Why for that? a number of reasons, um, it, like just because of the the technology at the time um, made uh, loggering in warmer weather difficult, and also just uh, like safety wise, um, like, like equipment was less safe during that time, and fires during the summer months were like were more likely. So, um, like, but I, I feel like the loggering process in warmer weather with the technology at the time was probably like was probably more of an issue so because you had that break over the summer from uh, like from april to september that you weren't supposed to be brewing in um the march beer the marzen was one that you could brew right before uh that like right before you had to go on that summer hiatus and the idea was because they were a bit bolder and a bit more bitter they could last through the summer um that like to still be drinkable during the summer and all the way into the fall when the next brewing season w- like would start hmm. so that's what, like so that's why uh the like the marzen is what like is what eventually became the Oktoberfest beer um, as kind of, it's the beer that lasted through the summer and uh, like, and made it into the fall when the brewing season started back up again. Fascinating. I love that. That's lit, bro. It's, um, I knew it meant much, but I wasn't sure why they had this in October or September. Yeah. Um, but that makes sense. Yeah. And then basically, like, and then basically fest beers became, like, became a thing that, like, when, um, when, when these Marsians were being consumed at Oktoberfest, um, to, in order to lighten it up a bit so that people could drink more, uh, you know, they, 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 they dialed in the, like, the ABV a little bit, made it, like, made it a tiny bit more crushable, and that's what, uh, like, that's what winds up with what is now fest beers. Hmm. Fucking fascinating. See, this shit is sick, bro. And this is like, it's just like, yeah, yeah, it really is. I should add, by the way, like before anyone starts, like starts writing emails or like Uh. getting up in my mentions, like on Twitter, I'm not, I'm not a historian. This is all like, this is all just from a result of Googling a little bit before, like before we jumped on here, just like, just to dial up. So don't at me. It's, you know, we're, I appreciate you for that. Yes, uh, guys, we're just trying to figure it out. I imagine there's a bunch of people out there who will um, let us know if we were wrong or if we missed anything or if there's any additional context, which we always appreciate. I'm sure. Because um, I, yeah. We, no, no, we, I, know there's, I know there's people who know more about this than I do. I'm sure there's a lot more nuances to it than that, but high level, that's the, like, that's the deal. And that's what – thank you so much. And that's what we're trying to, trying to get across here. And we never – like we were saying earlier, we sort of um, – uh, in in comparison to other styles, this is something that we both have become passionate about in the last couple of years, as opposed to like fifteen years of being obsessed with lagers. Like it's not really what it was. So we're learning about all this stuff as we go, and I, I kind of find it like extra fascinating because there's a historical angle, and then there's like the new world and like how people are trying to recreate what you know people are doing in Germany and Bavaria and Czech Republic and things like that. Um, it's just fascinating, and it seems like there's a, a large appetite for this style of beer for all things German and Czech, I guess. Um, particularly these, these, you know, this style from the fall stuff, it, like all over the world now. And I don't know if that has increased or if maybe our awareness has opened to it. Like, yep. 
is that coming from? I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Like, are more craft beer drinkers getting into it, and therefore it's becoming more prevalent, or are we just noticing it and it was always like this and it was, you know, what I'm saying? Um, I mean, I mean, it's hard to say if more drinkers are getting into it. I mean, I, like that has to be part of it, but. I wonder if it's more just an aspect of uh, like of kind of the brewing scene itself is maturing a little bit um, and it's becoming a bit more of a thing, I think, for breweries to be a bit more diversified. Uh, like we went through a couple of years of new breweries coming uh, like coming out that are really heavily focused on uh, like on hype styles only like, you know, the, like your um, and uh, like, and I don't mean to use hype as in the dirty word, but uh, like, but you, you know what I mean. Like your your third moons, your like your Bach Canadas, your uh, your Sir John's, the uh, Badlands and, Brewski, and, Willibald. Yeah, uh, yeah, Badlands Brewski, like, like, the like there. Um, but like, it's also um, be, like become more of a thing now for new like for new breweries and even some of the more traditionally hype breweries are diversifying their range a little bit and uh, like, and it's becoming more of a thing to have a more diverse range of styles and fine balance, I think is very similar to Saint Kim Baron in that way, which is that they brew the hype styles very, very well. Like like, you know, they'll brew a fantastic hazy IPA or a hazy double. Um, but they, uh, but it's, still uh, like but they also diversify into having some really solid lagers and some really solid sours and some really like and some really excellent stouts and they're just kind of not really um like put it like they're not really going through it on the same um like on the same single thread um like as some others are and i think that's becoming more the norm now um if you want to keep, keep on going on that i need to change my camera battery i'll be I back assumed in just as much. a second yeah you're good now that's a that's a really great point that um <laughs> fine balance are definitely doing that approach that sanky m have where they're like impeccable at hype stuff but don't hang their hat on the fact that they do the hype stuff um, it's, it's, it's actually sort of like almost, it's an interesting model. I feel like it's almost like a safer model because they've got the hype quality whilst still being able to satiate everybody else with their other impeccable styles. Um, and if the hype thing, the current hype styles do change, they aren't, their entire business isn't, isn't weighted on that. At the same token, I guess the downside is that they, you know, the, the part of the, why this why they're so busy uh you know the breweries are focused on on the hype stuff that's what they do and you know i don't know that hasn't gone anywhere for five years five plus years so i mean like i i can't see it changing anytime soon um and it also <clears throat> like it's also just a matter of i think the brewers at those places are passionate about having uh, like those other bills uh as well like yeah. i think it's really important to um, the team at Five Balance and at uh, the, like and at Saint Baron and the like to to do those styles. I don't think they're doing them because they feel like they have to. I think they're doing them because they want to. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Uh, and they, they didn't give a fuck. I even joked because I'm trying to you know sort out a, a BOS collab with Saint Kiem and 
I was like, all right, let's do a smoothie sour. And Jacob's like, fuck no, bro. Like, we're not doing a smoothie sour. So, like, they've got their I, – I knew that. Chris told me, so I thought I'd just, like, tease him. But um, I, I thought, you know, like, I like that they've got their thing, and they're like, no, 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 we don't do that. Sorry. Like, and I, I, knew, yep. and I think that's sort of cool that they have, they have their thing, but also – are down to experiment with different stuff and they have their way of doing it. And I think that like, you know, Sankyama probably a bit more of a traditional way they're doing, not that their haze is traditional by any means. Their haze is spectacular. Like their whole mixtape series and all the nectar and other one-offs that they've done. What was the one that we loved? The purple and pink can it was disco something. Uh, that was uh Boca del Vista. Fucking hell. That was incredible. That was my favorite haze they ever did. It was just impeccable. Boca del Vista, yes. Same, uh, same here, hands down. My, uh, like my favorite, oh. my, my favorite that they've done. Um, oh, actually, you know, like, like, and uh, you know what? Uh, it would actually be a tough call for me between that and Hopism because Hopism Ooh. was uh, like was legit spectacular. Not like not even boosting just for Noah's sake, but that was an excellent, excellent beer. Yeah, it, it truly was. It's just I feel like that was the money zone. It was a seven percent as well. It was like perfect. I mean, all their haze is typically six five in the mixtape series. Sometimes. They they have some seven percenters, but uh, Hopism was uh, glorious. Um, I asked Jacob, I was like, "Do you? Are you? I think they just didn't get around to sliding in an Oktoberfest beer in their um, uh, the brewing schedule this year. That's why they didn't have one. They had their regular lagers. I think that was what he said. They they wanted to um, to do it, but." I feel I need to bug him about that. Yeah, I, I, I need to bug him about that more because uh, probably gonna find I, I remember I was telling uh, like I was telling Chris last year that like you know we want to get a fucking Marzen in there, man. Like the, the, like that Come would on, be bro. killer or a Fespian, um, like, like a Sankyam, like a, a Sankyam Marzen. Um, but it didn't happen last year, and it didn't happen this year. They do have uh, their Vienna Lager though, and the Vienna Lager is really really good. What's the name of that again? It is slipping my mind at the moment. I'm probably going to remember when we're two, like when we're two beers further into this. But. Right, of course, you know how it goes. That was this, I was literally Belvedere, in front of That's what it's Belvedere. called. Belvedere. Good for you. You're the man. I was about to say they should do an amber lager. Then you just brought that up. So of course, because I think they've only done that one time, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, <clears> no, they, they, they've done that at least twice. Okay, you're you're probably a little. I, I, I always forget how much they've done, but I love that they did that. So I think they just didn't get to slip it into the production uh, this time, but it's very much in their wheelhouse. And I think that any sort of Oktoberfest style, whether it's a Mars and Fest beer or anything like that, they would uh, they would knock it out the park. Um, so hopefully maybe next year if they plan it ahead, I can imagine because I think for them what comes first is the event. The event is big and the event takes a lot of, of work for them. They, you know, it zaps all of their energy like, as you can probably imagine there's 8 million moving parts so um, yep. yeah trying to trying to handle all that but yeah was there any other Marzins that you saw this year Quebec Ontario or, or beyond um, that you enjoyed oh. or that, that even that you that you just saw because I'm trying to think of some as well that were um, accessible uh, I'm I'm trying to think think do you know who did one badlands uh, i haven't had it yet but i got it it's called oktoberfest i got it i got it yesterday right, <coughs> Excuse me. right. They, did. they did that's true which is very interesting because um, they, they do lagers they do haze and they do the very occasional stouts and their lagers are getting i think getting better like we had the cs yep. pills and the other um cheltenham lager i believe was called um and now yep. 
they did the Oktoberfest. So I'm very excited to see how you know, what, what Troy did with that style. Yeah. Um, I remember, I don't know if they did it this year. I don't think I saw it. I know Badlands did a fest beer last year. Um, in terms of ones that are available this year, I know Kitchissippi does a fest beer every year. Okay, beautiful. Um, Godspeed, non yeah. Nonbi, whatever. I had that Non-bay. the other day. Yes. Nonbi, fantastic. Yep. I had that, beautiful. I think it's a, is that a fest beer or is that a Marzen? I I think it's a fest beer. Okay. I, 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 I feel sounds... like they mark. I, I feel like they market that as an Oktoberfest beer. Yeah, Oktoberfest beer actually. Oh no, there's Marzen in yeah. here. Uh, oh, really? Octo- oh, Oktoberfest beer brewed for a two week long celebration. Blah blah blah. Um, but in the so that's what they say in their description. But in the category, it's under Marzen. But I guess that's just the high level category. So they're calling it an Oktoberfest beer. You're yeah. right. And it's and looking at the right. color, it's more like um, tooth and nails color than this color, or, or somewhat in between. Um, right. So that was that, that's a good one. I've had that multiple times. I made sure I grab that every year. Um, fantastic one. Who else did one? Yep. I'm trying to I'm trying to picture it. I saw someone did was it Blood Brothers or Willowbold? I think Willowbold did some. They had it at, at Durand. I just did. I bought probably too many did. beers, so I was like, "Fuck!" I had to. I had to chill. Willowbold did a, which is, hang on, October first, and they did like two. Hey, this is the one, October first lager. Uh, lager for eight weeks. Fuck. Okay, I'm gonna have to grab mm. that next time. Anyway, they had this one. It was like in blue. And then they had a red one. And it was a smoked oh, version. Oh, yes. Yeah, it, it, that was a smoked one. Yep. yep. I'm not going to lie, though. That now. I don't know how you feel, but I'm not into smoked beers for the most part, except Godspeed, because they do it so subtle. Except Godspeed. That's the one that, Like that's the one exception. I would try it because I know how good of a brewer Joe is. Yep, exactly. I, I, I would also try it. Yeah, but I'm like, I wouldn't like... Yeah, I'd be. Mar- I'd, I'd want to talk to to Cam and see what's up with what, what he reckon. I'd be like, all right, what's the deal? Is it, how do you guys feel? Is it they might yep. be like? I feel like Willowbord wouldn't go balls to the wall and make it a campfire beer. I think they would probably keep it very I subtle, agree. knowing the way they do that I export agree. lager, which is like you mentioned earlier, it was just such an exceptional six percent lager. Like you would never know. Uh, it's brilliant. Like, they, they, they will like Willowbold do some really good lagers. I am. Yeah. I I'd have shit, faith man. that they uh, that, that, like that they do it well. Ooh. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, I'm trying but yeah, to think. Hold, but holy fuck, I, that, like this is brilliant, bro. Fine, ba- like, like, like fine balance, fine balance. Are, they, they, like are just fucking excellent. They're like such a good addition to the scene. Like, yeah. like to really kind of elevate the Kingston scene that much and. Also, just like an excellent, excellent addition to like to Ontario craft beer. Like, like I feel like they, like they really kind of fit right in. You know, couldn't agree more. And Andrew is such a sweet dude. Like he's such a good guy. Um, I think I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier they did link up last series. Um, did an impeccable pale ale, exactly the quality that you'd think. They have a, and I'm mentioning that not to prop up link up but to say they have this um quarterly program where they want to do like a essentially a charitable 
offering, whether it's a beer or some sort of thing. So Link Up fit into the second quarter for them for 2022 um, when they'd already done another beer in, Jan- in, in the first quarter and they've got some other stuff planned for the rest of the year. So they, they really care about the community, um, dedicated to diversifying the brewery and, and you know giving back. And I just think that's really, really key. Uh, it's a super warm, uh, yep. welcoming space. Uh, everyone I met there was lovely. Doesn't matter what style, whether it's their gelato sours, their incredible haze, um, their their uh, stout, which I need to grab called Other Half, the collab with Duran, which is the second collab, was like an imperial stout. I think it's nine or nine point five, like a coffee stout, if I'm not mistaken. Since Duran is a, a cafe, yep, um, yep, yeah, they just, they just and, uh, did you did you catch too that they've um, they've now got a nitro tap for the gelato sours on site? I did not catch that. I had the lagers on on nitro uh, on Luca there. Um, glorious not on Luca, but, they, but, but, they, but yeah, but, but it's oh, like, but so they got, got nitro, nitro specific. Well. Okay, I did not know that. See, that's even yeah. sicker. And the gelato yeah. sours are so fire. Yeah, because they've got like they, 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 like look, they've got the right tap for everything there, eh? Because they've got like, like they've got the Luca for their lagers, and they've got like and now they've got the nitro for their gelato sours. It's beautiful, man. If I'm ever up that way again, like I'm not up there like I kind of used to be. I used to always be going past it. So it was sort of, even though I only went there one time, I'm just, it's like super out of the way. I wish it wasn't so far. Well, it's not like, I mean, if you're ever coming back up the 401 again, if you're ever coming back towards Ottawa, like it's like two minutes off the highway. It's yeah, it's super, right there. Uh, like it's super close to the 401 actually. <laughs> yeah, like it's crazy just in that industrial park off that uh, they're like the one or two exits past Division Street. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. such a dope spot, man. Every time I drive past, I, all, I think about it every single time, every single time I drive past it. And I've always got somewhere to be and I just don't have the time whenever I was doing that drive when I was based in Montreal. And so now I've only been back that way one time Um going to to St. Kiem. So I definitely want to want to give it a crack. And I, I want to go – my friend is opening a food truck in Prince Edward County at some point. I think he almost might have missed the season though. He got fucked with the government um, – what do you call it? The documentation, the li- not the licenses, but all the permits and stuff that you have to do. Everything yeah. got blown out for time. So now it's October. So about to be November by the time everyone hears this. So um, I think he kind of got – I, I, he probably missed the boat. I don't know what happens in winter with food trucks. I imagine they're probably not popping. So um, he kind of yeah. So I was looking forward to going and seeing him and make and staying there for a weekend and then going to see all my friends and going to see um, some Andrew and even Daft, um, who we had on as well. That was a great podcast with boy Adam and um, yep, good good dudes and right? Ryan and Ryan. Yeah, um. Yeah, man, it's it's just exciting. I, I love seeing that. I, I'm just so optimistic about the craft beer scene, and particularly now living here in Ontario. I'm seeing and I'm dealing with Ontario beers on the day to day basis. Obviously, I got a bunch of Quebec stuff here, but I'm not around it, like walking out my front door like I used to be. Um, yep, it's spectacular here, man. I just think it's such a beautiful time. It was amazing in Quebec too, and it still is. And I'm very jealous. I can't always get access to it, or, you know. You and me did a nice little trade when we get you hooked me up with some Sankey M and some other stuff, which was uh, glorious. And that brewski recently, fucking money. Uh, thank you again. Wasn't that great? Oh, oh God. dude. Yeah, I had that dandy the other night. Like I think you said it was the first stout from them. Very on par with their with their stout uh, program. It's uh, yeah. brilliant. And, and I had that, a, yeah. uh, and, 
and, and, and that sticky. Ugh. Oh, Ooh. man, that was good. It was like a that was like, haze like, bomb. Like, that, that was, that was like one of the that was like one of the dankest the, the, like the dankest haze I've had in a good long while. I've never had a beer that dank. It literally smelled like marijuana, like like you put your nose in a yeah a bag of weed. I've never experienced anything yeah. like that. And then to, to, like, to like, like someone took a, like someone took a drag off of a blunt, blew it into like <laughs> blew it into a glass, and then you just like like, like drink it. Like, Drinking that shit. It was it was wild. Yeah. It was you know it was spectacular. There's some just this. I feel like at least between these two provinces, there's just some genuinely world class spectacular beer. Um, I got some stuff from my friend. I did a trade with a friend in Ontario who wanted some Third Moon stuff. Ontario in Quebec who wanted some Ontario uh, Ontario stuff because Third Moon just did their Halloween drop. And if you saw that, they had um, they did. Yeah, they I I got everything except the peanut butter stout just because uh, I don't like peanut butter really. Um, but he wanted some of the uh, the ba- the barley wine, and it wasn't available to ship because I was like, you can ship it to me, and I'll get it to you. He's like, no, nah, they don't. But Duran gets everything because Chris has a great relationship. So I picked himself up, and he sent me some California stuff. So he sent me some monkish, oh, um, goddamn monkish green cheek. Um, what was the other one? North Park from San Diego. I've been there before. Great spot. Um, and I had some of the monkeys last night. That's when I got accidentally fucked up. I don't know what happened. I think my tolerance has gone down or something. Um, it was spectacular. It really was. But I don't know. That's why I'm really excited to try this stuff, bro, because I feel like I haven't had as much American stuff in the last two and a half, three years, just like you haven't, as we normally would. You and me were always going places. We were always doing stuff and having access to beer. So now when we get it, you know, you went to Maine, you – Bless me because you got some extras. Um, I can put. I'll talk to you about it after if you want in on some of this stuff. I just traded him because he just goes get that, and he was like, "I'll trade you." Like as opposed to like just paying. He's like, "Oh, I'll trade." I'm like, "Okay, I've got some yeah, of this." Yeah, yeah. He must have. I think he gets like a bunch of it, and then it was more like he had extras. He'd already had it, so he was just let it go, and it worked out to be they're like twenty bucks a can. By the time you calculate price difference, customs and all that sure, bullshit, sure. it's pretty obscene. Of value, but from I only had two of from what he gave me so far, and there were the monkish ones and a bunch of other ones. But whilst it was spectacular, it really was. I don't know if it's that much better than what we get here. Like, I don't, you know, how before you would try stuff and you're like, uh, Canada's got a way to go. Yeah, I don't think we have that far to go if at all. Oh. Like we like we've come like we've come a long way in bridging the gap there for sure. Ooh. I'm I'm excited to try. Really, some, really have. Yeah, man. And not, it's not to say it's not spectacular. The Bissell Brothers stuff you got. No, no, was ab- spectacular. Absolutely it was fantastic. not. Fantastic. Absolutely not. Like yeah, like when I went to Bissell Brothers, it like it's like okay, like you know what? Like this is genuine fire. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it's also one of those, uh, like one of those things now. Of when I go to Badlands, and I'm like, you know what? If I'm uh, like, if I'm drinking something from Badlands, I'm not wishing that I was drinking Monkish or yeah. the, like or Bristle Bros. You know, yeah. like yeah, we've yeah. got good, like we've got world class shit here, dude. Um, I couldn't agree more. And Bebo said it on Chinwag. I don't know. I think I've said it on here before, but you and me haven't done a pod for a while. So over the summer. I don't know if you remember, Bebo said that he thinks Badlands does the best haze in the world. And Bebo is from Chicago. Um, 
drinks tra- he's been traveling a bunch uh, over the last couple of years you know went to yakima two years in a row he did some stuff in in london or in europe um gets sent a lot of you know gets access because him and his partner business partner chris were um big traders before this so they're just in the world of getting stuff and he said on chinwagon the comment i get beer from everywhere and badlands are doing the best haze in the world hands down and um i remember him saying that yeah i told troy on the podcast i did a podcast with brew detroit um i don't know if that's come out yet fuck. and we did it then we got troy on uh because we did we filmed it at badlands it was for me and tiff as the guest essentially but i was like well troy's here let's let's get him on and he jumped on for about half yeah, of why it not? why not right and uh i told him that i said i don't want to put you on the spot but bebo said that he's like oh fuck all right you know what you know what troy's like he's like very humble and um Oh you know, yeah, 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 took it in stride, but yeah, of course. I just feel like their stuff is so deeply spectacular. Like I'm, I, I, the FOMO I used to have for the American stuff. Whilst I still want it, like I want to try it. I want to drink Monkish. I want Burlington Beer Co. I want Foam. I want fucking Treehouse and Trillium and Alchemist and whatever. We're not hurting here. Uh, we're not hurting here, bro. We just, we're just not. And I think you know the breweries we mentioned tonight, like Fine Balance. I think are, are a big part of it. They're brewers from worked at other half. Willowbold's brewer worked at Monkish. Um, Troy is just some sort of scientific genius. Bebo is a fucking beast. Third Moon's body on their pale ales and IPAs because you don't even need to talk about the doubles because that comes with the territory. Their lower AB stuff is second to none. It's just insane. Like it's fucking insane. But, but you know, but but even with but even with the doubles, like I've even found that they've dialed in the body on their doubles too. Like it used to be a lot thicker and creamier, but like now it's a lot like it's a lot smoother, and the the like the carb is really dialed in on it. Like they've like they've even done it there too. So like across the board. Yeah, man. I just think we're blessed. I think we're truly blessed. I'm, and my friends from the Brew Detroit podcast, when they came, I sent them, they interviewed Third Moon, and I took them to Badlands to do our interview because I wanted them to try that. And then they went to Volo in Toronto uh, to hang out and try a bunch of stuff there. They lost their shit, um, you know, coming from the States, and they get a bunch of stuff too. So, you know, they were super amped at that. And I was like, look, if you guys are coming in, I want you to try my personal faves. And those yep. are two of my faves. Yep that are probably the easiest for you to connect with. Um, and it was just, yeah, man, I just think we're, we're super lucky to be able to have access to world-class crispies in multiple breweries. I think what the fine balance are doing, whether it's this Marzen or their Testaccio, the Italian pills or the New Zealand pills or any of the other stuff that yep. they're doing, A1, the Hazer A1. Um, I just feel like it doesn't matter. You name the style, like we can get it. You know, all the all the farmhouse. I mean, there's some great stuff here in Ontario. I'm more familiar with the Quebec stuff, to be honest. But um, you know, even just Bellwoods. But like, but like, but there's some genuinely, there's some genuinely world class farmhouse shit in here, like here in Ontario as well. Um, yeah. Let's pause before, like, before we go into that too much. Um, just, I'm just eyeing the time when we've got just two more beers that. to get through. So, we we like, so we should probably grab yes. the next one. Ooh. Okay, be right back. Okay, beautiful. So. Next one here, I'll wait till Nate to talk about. This is like Nate's fave uh, as far as his style. This is his thing every year. He loses his shit over this style, and uh, I respect it. This is why we had to have five beers in this podcast because um, we definitely had to keep 
something of this style in here um, to make sure that we covered as many of the kind of like, you know, September, October, November, like fall kind of beers as possible um, to, to sort of really like, you know, round this thing out. Uh, keep it a bit more varied. Like, you know, so far we've done the Fest beer, the Pumpkin Ale, the Marzen, um, and we're moving into something a little different. Uh, this particular beer, I'm going to let Nate introduce it. Uh, this particular beer is an annual release from this brewery. Um, I have not had this year's version just yet. Uh, I'm excited for it. I saw Nate drinking it the other day and uh, saw the tasty notes and we were excited. I'm going to let you introduce this one because this is your jam right here. This is uh, this is what Nate, this is what gets Nate out of bed every day. <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> like as soon as as soon as September rolls around, like I like I'm just itching you for it like already. <laughs> what yes. are we drinking, brother? Right. So, so here we are, Bellwoods, Bine Hunter, yes. their Wet Hop Pale Ale. So we've, uh, so we've talked about this before and anyone who follows me know if I, like, like knows I just rave for this shit. Um, uh, like wet hop beers is my jam. Um, and this is an annual one that Bellwoods puts out. Um, one of the reasons that I'm like particularly wild for it is that like they're becoming less and less common yeah. It seems like about what's up with that? It seems like about five five years ago, it seems to be a lot more common that everyone was brewing a wet hop. Um, like the, like there was a time that Beyond the Pale was doing one, and uh, Dominion City did one, and um, Sawdust City was doing one almost every year for a while. Um, Nickelbrook was doing one almost every year. They actually did one this year as well. There. Are, or like they're one of the few, um, but Bellwoods has been called? like you know, Bellwoods has held true for me and uh, like and has continued to put Bine Hunter out every year. So it is a and it's different every year. Yeah, which is what I love about this. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It, it, like it does get it, like it does get mixed up every year. There's a couple of different things because like it's one of those because uh, like, the thing with Wet Hop is that like this is a very seasonal specific style it is ones ones where like the hops are picked fresh off the uh, like off the vine and are put in whole cone so not uh, like so you know not dried not pelletized they're put in whole cone um within uh, like within 24 hours of being uh, like of being picked so that's why like so it's fresh 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 um uh, like hops, which creates uh, like a super different flavor profile than uh, like than dry hops or uh, pelletized hops. Yes. Um, so it's one of the things that can only come around um, this time of year. And I love it. I don't know if it's just becoming less common because, um, like, like just specifically, be like because of the effort involved in. Uh, in doing that or like, or if there are some other factors to it, but for whatever reason, it's become less common. Um, but Bellwoods is like, Bellwoods is still doing this one. And, um, interestingly, one of the things that I remember from, uh, like either the first or second year that they did it, they also did a wet hop version of paper tiger. Their um, like their yes. dry hop lager. They never do that and anymore. 
I love that beer. They did it one year only. They did it one year only, and it drives me mad because Wet Hot Paper Tiger I like even better than Bine Hunter. Mm. And like, 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 I want them to bring that back so bad. It was so fucking good. Oh, man. I, I, was, I was actually referring to just Paper Tiger. When's the last time you saw Paper Tiger? That has been a while. That's a good point. Because I order every single time I do a Bellwoods order, every time I get um, Bellweiser. Love, love, love Bellweiser. It's a, a, a treasure to me. And I keep it in the fridge at as much as possible. So, you know, we I did the order for this one. I was like, oh, let me get a bunch more Bellweiser just to keep keep it around because it's just a pleasure. Um, if I'm honest, I like Paper Tiger more than I like Bellweiser. So yep. I was... I hadn't thought about it for a while, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen that fucking. Be- I but, mean, the wet hop. You're right. Been a bit, right? It's been a fucking while, dude. And they used to do it like quarterly, something like that. So I don't know what happened. I don't know if they just if it was wasn't popular and they just leaned into Bellwise. Bellwise is great. No, paper tiger, dude. Special beer. Yeah. So this is a uh, wet hop pale ale with uh, whole cone. Fresh hop centennial uh, hops. Yes. It's sort of like, as you can tell, it is, uh, well, I was about to say clear. It's not clear. It's like slightly opaque, but mostly clear with a nice little bubbly head. It's almost clear. Uh, The hops are from Highland Hopyard in Meaford. That's right. Oof. And it says here, it's uh, dank. Like a big. Go. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to read the untapped description of it to see if uh, we get it. I'm already. Did you do a sip or did you sniffing? Oof, no, I'm, I'm getting sniffing. I'm even getting some of this from the nose. It says dank with a firm bitterness. It has notes of resinous pine and vitamin C candies, making it true to style to a classic West Coast paleo. Vitamin C. I'm getting vitamin Trish. C on the nose, bro. That yeah. Sweet yeah, citrus. That's interesting. I want to yep, put this sweet in. Sweet citrus for sure. Nathaniel. But the thing that cheers, cheers, brother. Cheers, get it in your mind. Um the thing that I love about wet hop beers mm, is kind of like is is the, just kind of like really like the like the super grassy like wet pine thing to it. Pine is the thing that gets me the most. Yeah, wet pine. Yeah, I like that. Mm. This is like this is like th- I love. I really love West Coast. I really really love West Coast. In pale ales, and there's just like, and this is in that vein, but the wet hop gives it kind of different aspect to it. Like, like it makes the like, I, I, it doesn't make any sense, but like, it makes pine taste more wet. Like, mm. it, like there's a different element to it. It's got, like it's kind of a different sort of pine flavor. This is um like element to maybe a bit more earthy um but it's definitely but it's definitely got similar most aspects to it with a twist i couldn't agree more this is like this is really good dude um do you know what could be interesting it just hit me now i wonder if you and i could even do a a west coast podcast because another style that you and me are Big on our West Coasts, uh, particularly from San Kiem, who I would argue are both mm. of our favorites or some of our favorites um, 
in the in the style. Um, yep. I feel like that could be a fun pod where we just try and gather up some of the most fire West Coast. You know, maybe with Sankiem does a drop because sometimes they do like two or three in pretty quick succession. Um, yep. And they keep redoing them. Most of them aren't new, which is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. maybe it could be fun to try and get a bunch of, I don't know when West coast season is maybe like spring or something, or do they do them over winter? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm I, see, you, you know what I'm trying to think of right now? I'm trying to think of when sawdust puts out twin pine. Um, cause I think that you, I think they normally do that in the winter, like February, March kind of thing. Um, but uh, definitely the kind of thing that that could be out at any uh, like at any time of the year. But like if we try to time it where we can get like a good bunch of West Coast, I'd be definitely down for that. Yeah, that could be really fun. I tried to Google and it. Hang on, and if we hang on to a couple, we could probably like we could probably manage two Sankyems in one uh, like in one episode because like over the course of like a couple of releases, there'll probably be two West Coasts somewhere in there. For sure. I mean, we can even tap them and just see what they got coming up and see if we can time it because they usually have like the other night I had uh, I think it was Juniper, which is their Pale Ale. I think I had that on Saturday, money, and I think I've still got Sequoia left yep. that, that you got me, um, which which I'm a big fan of. Um, and they had some uh, some of the other. There's another one recently. I mean, I love Cypress is a great one. The one that starts with W. What's the W one? What? Uh, Wemlock. Witchwood. Witchwood. Fire. Hemlock is great too. They're just like Cypress. Cypress, yeah. Cypress was was a, probably one of the best ones as well. Um, that could be fun, man. Just because it's something, and just like this episode where we're really da- diving into sort of phobias, maybe we just do like a themed one. Because no one, do you know what would be cool to have on that one? Fucking Sierra Nevada, Pale Ale. We should better just grab oh. that from an like. We should get the freshest that we can get from an LCBO. Um, yep. And see if we can, you know, start with that. And like, this is the OG. This is the granddaddy to all of these other beers. Um, I remember yeah, having and that, and, and, and along with that, we can grab like some of the, the like an Ontario is actually pretty great for having some really accessible, um, what, like West Coast IPAs. If you grab, like, if we grab like some Lone Pine and like and headstock. some headstock in there too, love headstock. Yeah, those two would be amazing, even if it's like year rounders that people can grab with us type of thing. Maybe we let people know that hey, we're doing this so for the pod grab these this is when it drops and, and drink these beers with us drink right? along even if it's not live yeah. it's still yeah, they can drink on the same beers maybe we could do it for that one because we're able like just with this we probably could have done it with this but some of these were like harder to get to be honest the only one that's standard was the pumpkin ale from from great lakes everything else was probably like a bit of a mission for people to get um yep and obviously the next beer is from quebec too so it's also a little little tougher so if we try and make it more accessible stuff, we might be able to get people to, to do that. I think that'd be fun to just like really dive deep into West Coast and start, you know, something that you and me really love, man. And like, it's not super common and maybe people don't know as much about and we can, we can get a little deep on that shit. That'd be fun. Yeah, man, I'd be down for that for sure. Okay, let's talk about that. Um, I do have to run to take a piss. So do you want it? I'll be like 30 to 60 seconds at most. Do you want to, um, I don't know, I know we didn't sort of go in super, super detail, but do you want to just sort of maybe like 
talk about some other fresh hop beers and maybe, or even just a little, like, I don't know if you want to go into more about the fresh hop or I don't know if there's a difference between fresh and wet hop as far as the process too. Yeah, sure. I'll, uh, I, I can find some way to yap about it. Okay. Yeah. So I won't be long. To, so to, to answer, like to answer that last question, um, to the best of my knowledge, I believe fresh hop and wet hop are generally meant to be the same thing. Um, um, I, I, like I think when you, like if you see wet hop and fr- uh, wet hop and fresh hop, it's uh, like that's the same thing. What it means either way is you're having whole cone hops that are freshly picked. So that's the like so that's the case there. Um, as a for other ones that I'm really like that I'm really really missing. Um, one that Sawdust put out a few years in a row uh, that they've done a few different versions of was Harvest of Eden. Um, the most recent one that they did of that, which I think was in 2020, was actually a, like kind of a combo style because it was a wet hop Marzen, and that was just spectacular because um, combining the aspects of a Marzen and everything that may that, like that makes that great that we just talked about with the last one, but you add a uh, like, but you add a wet hop element to it. Um, it was just next level. And I, um, I, like, I've been bugging them about that. Um, the last two, like the last two falls, uh, they, they did put out a great, like a great fest beer, um, like this year, but I was really, really itching for them to release harvest of Eden again, especially that most recent, um, wet hop mars and version um yeah that made me sad that that hasn't come back around i'm gonna keep bugging them about that because i really want that beer to come back maybe next fall um yeah it's it's a weird thing that i feel like like there was a time when everyone was doing uh wet hop beers um because like i was i i mentioned a couple of local ones beyond the pale did one called uh, like did one called drink me now um because with it being uh, with it being fresh hop um it's like they're one of those ones that's better if it's drank fresh uh so like before and uh and dominion city appropriately had one called winding down the vines uh which they only did once yeah, unfortunately, that like that one didn't come back. Um, hmm. Were you, were you able to hear me as uh, the, like as you had gone there? No, unfortunately, not just because it's on a different floor now. So yeah, to... yeah, okay. Mostly, uh, I was mostly spending the time lamenting um, Sawdust City's uh, Harvest of Eden from uh, like from 2020, which oh, was a I wet hop margin. And mm. it, like, and that was like that that year was the fall beer of the year for me. That, that hmm. like that like Harvest of Eden Wet Hop Marzen. It was just spectacular. Fuck, that's uh, I remember that. I remember that a, a Wet Hop Marzen is fascinating. So, do you have any theories then? I just said what you were saying about uh, Dominion and, and uh, Beyond the Pale. Do you like why aren't breweries bringing these back? Like, do you think it's like too expensive, too much effort, and not enough interest? Um, it, it might be a combination of that. I honestly don't know. Um, I'm, I, I could see it being not enough interest uh, because it's pretty unique, right? Like, um, you know, uh, yeah, and, and like, and I don't know, like, and I don't know anyone who's as wild about them as I am. <laughs> like, it might, just, <laughs> like, like, it might just not be a big seller. I could, I could certainly see that. I get it. I get it for sure. I just, I, I would sort of think that, like, I mean, maybe the problem is it's probably like the actual. 
uh, logistical challenge of getting the volume of fresh hops close to the buy, like as close to being picked as possible to the brewery, which means it can't be from Yakima. It has to be local. This is from Meaford, Ontario. And if I'm not mistaken, unless I'm confused, I think Meaford is not Prince Edward County. Maybe it's somewhere else. Um, no, it's not. It, it's not Prince Edward County. I, I I can't really think of the direction that it's in. I've I've even been there before, although that's been um, like I'm going back to high school years at the like at this point. But it's, it's up near Collingwood. Right, right. There you go. Okay, which is the tip so of Tobermory. It's a couple of hours drive. Yeah, I think it's like two to three hours from from where I'm at here in Hamilton. Um, from Toronto as well. Yes, exactly right. So, you know, they've picked them, they've driven them straight to the brewery in uh, Toronto and they've got them in the, uh, in the, in the tanks. That is pretty sick. And it's a challenge for the brewery, for the, um, hop farm. Um, a lot of work, but Bellwoods, have, uh, would you say that Bellwoods have been the most consistent with doing this every year? I would say so. Yes, for sure. I was looking on Untapped before, just looking for this one, and I was um, – I can see it. There's so many – oh, okay. So for Bellwoods, looking at buying – oh, gosh. They did it in 2015 with Centennial. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a Cascade version that year too. Mm. 2016, Chinook and Cascade. There you go. 2017, I don't see that here. Uh, 2018 – yeah, maybe they skipped a year. Uh, 2018, they did Comet. Uh, 2019, they did Cascade and Chinook again. Um, 2020, Cascade and Columbus. 2021, Citra Mosaic. And then this year is 2022. So I had 2021, 2019. I missed 2020. Do you know why? Because I probably thought it was going to be the same shit and not realizing that it's a different beer every year uh, because right. technically it's a different crop and they're using different hops and looks like the you know citra mosaic wet hop which is pretty fucking fire centennial makes this more of a west coast i'm sure if they had like a wet hop citra mosaic they could probably make a, a new england to, to make that interesting that could be kind of cool although i don't know about that because then you'd kind of have to be combining wet hop and dry hop can you dry hop with wet hops well, I don't think so because I think dry hops have to be pellets. I don't know. I, I don't know that you could dry hop whole, a whole cone. cone. Dry cone. Good point. Great question, though. So then, are all fresh and wet hop beers uh, West Coast typically? I would think so. Okay. Uh, I also love, and there was the other question for you. I know. Once again, I know I'm asking you like you fucking made it, but um, uh, so. Is there a reason that it's a pale ale and not – has it been – I guess I can look here. Has it been something else? Because I feel like pale ale – oh, look. Okay, look at this. Uh, 2021 was – look at that. It was hazy as fuck and it was 7% for Bind Hunter. And this year is 5% and it's a, it's a clear as day West Coast. So they've changed it up. Then. Okay. Okay, I don't Hey, I don't fucking know then, man. <laughs> but dude, this is fascinating. Um I'm just looking at here. Then I'm checking 2019, the last one I had after that. That one is billed as Pale Ale and it was also 5%. And looking at some pictures here, it 
kind of looks here. Let me find a better one. That kind of here we go. That's a good one. That looks pretty hazy. That looks pretty fucking hazy. So it's like this year they've decided to lean into the which shows, bro, that this style can work with anything. Like it doesn't have to be West Coast. Evidently. Evidently. We were just talking about the Brewski Sticky. That is the most West Coast beer with the hops that they use, and they use straight West Coast hops in the most creamiest New England IPA um, that I'd had. So I really yep. I got a lot of respect and, and I'm I'm very much into um East meets West. Whether it's East yeah. in the body meets West hops or whatever that might be, or if it's a like a West Coast body with crazy dry hop like a New England. That's fucking sick to me, man. Like that's so cool. Um I'm trying to check some of the other ones, but it's not actually for some reason it's just straight not loading. And I don't know why. Well, maybe untaps having this shit. But anyway, that's interesting. So fresh up wet hops can be um, anything. And um, I kind of do have this memory of Bine Hunter being a hazy uh, a beer when I had it. Because it would be almost weird for Bellwoods at the time um, to do a – they weren't really doing West Coasts, I guess. Like yeah. even Witchuck converted from West Coast to a big multi-West Coast to a, a haze bomb. So – yeah, go figure. Fascinating. So, in the interest of we we hit two hours, do you want to just pop yep. the last one open so we can just wrap wrap yep, him up? We should, we should do that. So, this last beer was courtesy of Nate. Thank you for this, my G. Um, this is something very different uh, as far as um, we're, we're moving back into the pumpkin realm. So, I'll say that. Um, this is something into, in, from Quebec. So the first four were from Ontario. This one's from Quebec. And I have had this beer before. Uh, it's very interesting. It's completely different to any of the other styles that we've had tonight. Uh, Nathaniel, do you want to tell them about this one? Yes. So this is from Four Origins in Montreal. And it is a chai latte pumpkin ale so it's a pumpkin ale brewed with spices chai tea and oats so this is a, a brand brand new uh pumpkin ale that, that they uh, brewed this year alongside nightmare the pumpkin porter that we already mentioned that they brew every year so did they not do this one um, last year i swear i had no i haven't had this what the fuck i don't think so i don't think so i'm pretty sure this is a brand new one yo i really thought this i swear they did something like this last year do they not do something else? Yeah. Am I am I thinking of the wrong thing? Because I'm like, this is tripping me out. This almost feels like a Ber- Berenstein Bears moment where I'm like, I am positive. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The Mandela effect thing where you think something happened and like a collective, you're like, no, this is what oh. it was. And in real life, it's like, no, that doesn't exist. Yeah. Now I'm... Um- Shit, I am no. not 100% sure that they haven't done this one before, but I'm... Uh, I'm 90% certain. Well, I think you might be right because I am pretty um, aggressive with my um, untapped game. And yep. uh, I cannot see this here anywhere. Uh, I, I think like I, haven't, I haven't tagged it and it's only got 15 check-ins. Okay, so it's got to be new then. So I swear they did a similar-ish 
version of some sort of pumpkin beer last year. Because I remember we did a pod, because they, was it? I just remember Keegan coming by and dropping some stuff off, and, and this was one of them, and I thought it was this one. But a pumpkin spice chai latte, and the base, fuck it, let's just crack this shit and see what it, what the base is, because I actually don't yeah, know them. Get into it. Have you had this yet? It. I've not had this yet, no. Oh, cool. All right. Um, okay, uh, hang on. I gotta look at the ingredients first. Uh, so, water, malted barley, malted oats, oat flakes, pumpkin puree, lactose, uh, masala chai, black tea, spices, hops, and yeast. Okay, so, so keeping with chai latte, it is it, like it's lactose. Okay, fuck, it's interesting. All right, let's see if I can do the old. Uh, I'll try and do this like cool photo. It's really hard with one hand. Uh, to try and do it like with that in the background. This glass. Weird. Huh? Oh, come up. Nope. It's not going to happen. Need like uh, two or three more hands. It's a uh, really nice looking. Uh, oh, yeah. What's the pumpkin fest from? So that's like that's from Catherine That's their uh, like that's from a uh, like like a beer event that they did the year that I did the pumpkin blog. Did you go there to get it? They sent it to you. Uh, well, when I went to pick up the um, the two pumpkin beers that they had that year, they the, the, like they gave me that glass as well because it was a glass from that year. That is spectacular. I was about to. I, I feel like kind of that makes you the pumpkin goat. Uh, are you saying uh, that kind of makes me the pumpkin? <laughs> I, I kind of think. Uh, I kind of think that does. I've got the regular. I, the, like, you, uh, that was. But you, that, you beat that, me. That was absolutely. That was absolutely awful. But I had to do it. You had to because it's a dad joke, and you are a father. Okay. That's right. Oh, oh, perfect timing for my camera to die. Oh, there you go. It's uh. Oh, look, <laughs> yeah, I'm frozen the on the screen. Hey, look at yeah, that. We got, the free, we got the freeze frame <laughs> of you doing your face. That is fucking hilarious. That's even funnier, actually. Yeah, that, that, that was a pretty great moment, actually. I uh, This used to not work, but for some reason, I started trying it recently, and it just started working again. So, like, as in changing the battery in the camera, it used to just not do anything. Um, and now it like kicks back in. Look at that. That's efficient. Oh, hang on. Wait, wait. Yeah, there we go. Look at that. Look at that. Wait, there wait. Get that bit right. Let's go across here. Let's go across here. You go. Get that fucking right there, mate. Bloody ripper. Oh, no, it's a little bit too much. Let's go. Let's go here. Just a little balance it out. There we go. So. All right. Cool your jets there, chief. Sorry, mate. Sorry. Sorry, Nate. It's five fucking beers, bro. Relax, man. I'm trying all my best. <laughs> um, first of all, get some pumpkin in you. Yeah, get a pumpkin up, yeah. Fascinating. So, this is 5.5%. So, this is like, it's completely even different than the rest. Now, once again, it's a chai latte. So, it's, do you know what they've done? Because they don't like lactose. They didn't use lactose. Of course not. No, they did. They did. They did? Yes. Sugars, lactose, motherfucker, so cheeky. Mike hates lactose. He always shits on it. 
Um, so it always makes me really happy when I see him resort to using lactose. Not that I care anymore, but just for uh, history's yep. sake, you got to, right? Mm. Yep, that's right. What do you think the base is then? Because it's not really saying. It is very unique. Yeah, I couldn't really say. The, the, like, I feel like this is another one that kind of defies um, style definition. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like like it's kind of again a nondescript ale with a bunch of uh, like with a bunch of adjunct. Yeah. No, you're right. Like, it's it's super creamy, not overly sweet, but there's definitely some sweetness there. The cloves um, are pretty strong on the nose. Yep. Hmm. It's interesting. So, yeah, it's definitely got like some cream, some creaminess from the lactose for sure. Do you find that the spices are getting a bit washed out a bit on the palate? Yeah, it's almost like the sweetness is washing out the spices. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I'm having a hard time to know what to make of this because it's such a different beer. It is. It's like sticky and sweet, mm -hmm. which is the spices are a little diluted because of that. Um, yep. Usually with a chai latte, I've had a bunch of chai before, some great stuff. It's a very unique drink. Um, to mix that with pumpkin and then put that in beer form is a pretty large challenge, I would say. Um, yeah. I mean, it's got pumpkin puree in it, which is great. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't think I'm getting any pumpkin. I mean, it doesn't really taste like anything, right? Like, yeah. yeah. That's another thing with like with pumpkin beers is that uh, I don't know if I don't know if I can think of any beers that just have pumpkin alone without the spices because there's not a whole lot of flavor there to like to actually stand on its own. Yeah. Um, like there are quite a few adjuncts in this, and I kind of feel like they're that they're, they're like that they're kind of uh, piling on top of each other a little bit, and I feel like the lactose is kind of washing them out a little bit. Yeah, the sweetness like it didn't need much sweetness to make this work mm -hmm. to the point where like because chai. It's it's a it's a bit of a subtle a more kind of subtle flavor, and like even when you have chai tea, like I used to a friend in Australia used to always make it, and they used to have vanilla soy milk with the chai mix, and I think maybe you put like a touch of sugar in there, um, mm -hmm. or there was something to sweeten up. Like it had to be subtle, or it would be too much. And I just remember yeah. it being really nice and creamy. I had to just boil it all up, boil the milk up with the spices. You just pour the spices in and you like strain it out. Um, I remember loving it, like really enjoying it. Like they made it and I went and bought all the same stuff and started making it. Um, really, really enjoyed it as a, um, a nice little drink. It was pretty easy to make, like a nice little warm thing. Definitely a tougher. This is a pretty unique beer. I would say probably the most unique of the beers that we've had tonight. Absolutely. 
It's a, it's an ambitious one because um, it's kind of going in a bit more of a creative direction with it. I see what they were going for. Yeah. Um, with kind of the typical spices and like and going with a chai combo there. What I almost wonder is if this might have worked better if they were to do a stout or a porter with a bit more of a richer malt base to make it smooth and kind of cut the lactose. And if it would have uh, like, and if the spices would have been able to stand out a little bit more with that as a background, Couldn't that's kind that. of uh, that's kind of my upfront feeling on this. I almost feel like that blanket statement could apply to almost any pumpkin beer. I think, I think they're superior at a porter or a stout, even if it's just a regular five percent porter or an oatmeal stout base. Mm. I think it just works better. Like you said, it's a better canvas for the spices to play with. That chocolate gives it more grounding, and the chocolate absorbs the sweetness more because milk stouts have been around for a hundred plus years, and everyone knows how they go when you add you mentioned something before and i think this kind of applies to it like the golden stout thing yeah that can apply to this and i've never been a golden stout fan or a white stout fan nor personally. have i nor have um, I. no beef with them at all because it's team innovation but it's just not my thing uh i've got a 10 percent one from Mortalis in the fridge still. I've had it for a while and I just can't bring myself to drink it because I'm just not interested in a white stout. Like I just, I'm just not, I'm sure it's fire because yep. it's Mortalis, but I just not into it. But I think this one could, this would have been superior if it was kept the same ABV and made a porter or an oatmeal stout. And I think it would have been fucking, I think the, the spices would have had something to cling on to. Maybe is kind of what you were saying earlier. Yeah. Yep. So you heard it here first from Team Lactose that the lactose doesn't really work in this beer. Go figure. <laughs> All right. But at the same token, I don't want to discourage Mike specifically no. from yeah. this because no, I no, feel I like was gonna, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna like I, I was gonna go there. I, I was gonna go there next. Like. No disrespect to Catalogen at all, because uh, the, the, like because they really are kind of very strongly Team Pumpkin and in a very good way. Um, yeah. I respect the fact that uh, that like they're they're a craft brewery in Quebec, like really probably the, the like one of the only independent craft breweries in Quebec that put out pumpkin beers every year, and like even to the point of. Doing uh, like doing a, a pumpkin, pumpkin fest, fest. A couple, uh, like a couple of years back, and like and really nightmare uh, the pump uh, like the pumpkin porter is it's 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 exceptional. It's one of my favorite pumpkin beers, um, and that's one that they do that, that like that they do every year, and it is just excellent. Like it that truly is, is a very dependable and a really well made pumpkin beer so um don't want anyone to get the wrong idea um love uh, like love Catalogen, and that is probably one of my favorite beers that they make so like of year round like that's by far like they do some great stuff but i think nightmare is something special uh, and i i more than anything respect the swing i feel like all breweries need to take a swing at some stuff i think oh, this will sure. be for sure for us, we are very discerning pumpkin beer enthusiasts, Nathaniel and I are. Um, I think a lot of people will fucking love this beer. 
I think the I think oh, for sure, for sure. Had a bunch of pumpkin beers. We've been drinking beer for a while. We have started to have a, and, and this has been good. This is this con- this conversation. This podcast has brought it out that I think we both prefer pumpkin beers that are darker bases that have a porter stout or yep. something similar darker base. Um, the blonde ones are cool, but I think it starts to move into that white stout territory where if you like that kind of thing, because it's sort of like that creamy. A lot of white stouts do have lactose. They have coffee. They have chocolate in it. But there's this base that's blonde, and I it doesn't scratch an itch for me. It doesn't really do much. I've never had one where I'm like, I need to come back to that. Yeah. I would just rather the and, OG. Uh, yeah. Um, Noah has a good way of describing it, which as soon as I heard him describe it, I can't like I can't help but taste this. Um, like it's for some reason the combo of coffee and lactose with a blonde ale base tends to come out ashy and like and i like as soon as i heard him describe it i'm like yes that's it like like that's what i don't like about white stouts mm. is that it, like it has it, like for some reason that combination comes out with an ashy feel to it and it's a bit uh, like there's something that just doesn't quite mix right for me that's a great point. Next time I try one, I'll, I'll look out for that. And that sounds from the last time I had one. I, I can see that. I, it's almost like there's nowhere for the spices to go and for the coffee. Like, is there only room for the bitterness? So it's kind of like this bitterness, but the bitterness doesn't have – it's almost like a herbal, smoky, gross kind of bitterness that just doesn't really have anywhere to go because the base doesn't give it anywhere to sit and land and kind of blend in yeah. with. It's like sitting above – the base is the blonde, and then all these other things are sitting on top of it, where it should be this melange, and it's it's just mm-hmm. not. Um, it's missing something. Yeah, and look, once again, this personal taste um, for us, and it, you know, I guess it shows. I don't want everyone to think that whatever we drink on here, we're just jerking it all off. Like we chose these beers, we nobody sent these things to us. Um, we wanted to drink all these beers, and I thought I'd had this beer. I thought this was the one they did last year because they did. Nightmare and another pumpkin beer. And I thought this was it, but clearly not because I hadn't checked into it. Um, but yeah, man, I just, I, I liked at least, I feel like even with this though, even if maybe it's not our favorite, I think it really showcased a fantastic variety of what, um, you know, four beers could be from absolutely standard pumpkin to innovative pumpkin beers that are like, you know, molded after, um, other beverages like a, a chai latte with pumpkin is phenomenal to wet hop to a Mars and to a fest beer. They're all very different. I think this is a super eclectic combination of, um, of products for this pub, man, that uh, I hope that we gave y'all a bit of an idea of what fall beers can be like. And, you know, this, this episode is coming out in three or four days from, from recording. So it's, it's super fresh, just like the beers. And uh, there's still plenty of time to be able to grab all of these beers. I, I imagine Beinhunter's probably gone though, yeah? Probably at this point. I would think it came out early September, so it's probably gone That's now. That's probably gone. The Marzen. Um, I, can, I, I, I can't. The, the, the Marzen is gone. Um, I, I know that much. Um, GLB Pumpkin, I think, is probably still in some L, like LCBOs. I can tell you with certainty that Victory Parade is still available at Tooth and Nail. So I would oh, definitely wow. recommend grabbing grabbing that. 
Yes, and um, some of the other ones, the at certain whether it's direct through Badlands or through some of your favorite independent bottle shops here in Ontario, you'd be able to get the Badlands Oktoberfest beer, which we did not talk about here, but I have that upstairs and I'm excited to try it. Um, the other one was the Willabold Oktoberfest and the smoked version. Um, Durant had both of those. I think they're a pretty new release, so they should be at some, whether it's Willabold directly or through some of their uh, retailers. Um there might be some other ones. I know that uh, you know Third Moon just did their Halloween drop, so there might be some other sort of. If they, I don't know if they're pumpkin pie bestowed. Probably, I imagine those would go pretty quick, though. To be fair, um, you know, Four Origins, if you're in Quebec, might still have some Nightmare and some the Chai Latte might still be kicking around. They have a really big distro network now because they got their second brewery as well. So I think they're really focusing on distro. So. Even if you're not anywhere near either of the breweries in Quebec, you might be able to find it at an IGA or a specialty beer store or something like that, which is very cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I hope that this at least gave you guys a bit of a picture of what, you know, once again, what four beers can be like. And this is just some of the ones that we were able to come up to make sure that we both had the had the beer. So obviously we missed a fuck ton and we just gave you just like a little skim of the the top of, of, of what this could be like. But um yeah man, this is a lot of fun. I love it. Absolutely. I think uh, the West Coast, we've got a lot of more uh, content coming up. Obviously with uh, Nate and I, we, we've been planning a whole bunch of different pods um, that we're going to be doing collab now that, uh, you know, Nate is in the groove of fatherhood and I am in the groove of house ownership and puppy fatherhood. Um, you know, we're back in business. So Nate and I are going to be doing a lot. So expect to see a lot more of us. Um, I definitely want to do that West Coast one. I think that could be fun, whether that's this year or next year. But let's suss it out and see if we can time it up. I'm uh, down. Around I'm down. Let's fucking do it. Even if it's uh, if it's this year, bro, I, like I said, I'm sort of having gone as nuts with planning stuff. I've got a bunch of things coming, but uh, it's not like sometimes I'll have like two months of like every single week. It's just boom, 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 boom. I haven't really got to that yet. I'm just sort of like slowly soaking it up so we have some space. Um, if anyone has any thoughts or any um, – if there's any episodes even that you'd like to see Nate and I do where it's like we focus on a topic, let us know. I'd be very curious. Shoot us a DM or comment somewhere or let us know. I feel like um, it could be kind of fun if there's anything that's you – know, why don't you guys do something just on this? I'm like we're, we're pretty open and, uh, you know. Yeah, for sure. I feel like we could, uh, you know, the, the idea of doing this one and doing something on West Coast, maybe we'll just keep doing specific stuff. And obviously, we've got our top 10 coming uh, in January for Ontario for 2022, um, but still two full months. And what is it? It's the 29th right now because it's after midnight. So it's basically two two months and two days of fire beer in Ontario coming out that, uh, you know, we're waiting for. We'll see what's happening. That's right. I'm uh, amped. Um, let's do the thumbnail and then we'll wrap this bad boy up. Um, yes, indeed. Whichever ones you grab, I'll see if I can grab the other ones. Unless you do a two-hander, because if you two-hand it, you could probably. Uh... All right. So I'll grab. Uh, I'll, I'll grab the Marzen um, and Bine Hunter, and I'll hold uh, my Catherine pumpkin Perfect. fat glass. Let's see if I can hold these three. Yeah, I can do it. God damn it! It's going to be a little. Awkward, but we're going to get the point. Here we go. Oh, there you go. Per uh, no. no, you okay. had it there. That's perfect. Hold right there. Perfect. Ready? Glorious. Uh, let me just make sure that's good. Yep. Love it. Nathaniel, 
where can everyone find your beautiful face online? All right. So everywhere it's at Nathan does beer. The blogs are at Nathan does beer.com. Uh, there haven't been much blogs this year because I've been too, uh, too busy being a dad, but um, I'm, I'm hoping to get that, uh, get that rolling again at some point. But for now, um, I'm like the, the time that I am able to put into this, I'm prioritizing the pods. So this is where, so this is where I am. Nathan does beer everywhere else and uh, occasionally co-hosting BAOS podcast. Yes, a lot more to come. Uh, I'm definitely preferring that too. I think that we uh, there's a lot of value in what the, the pods that we're doing together. These are ones that I probably wouldn't have gone out of my way to put together if it wasn't for you and I. So I think what the, the pods we're doing are uniquely like a collaborative process. Uh, I'm, I'm grateful for them. I think they're a lot of fun. I think people enjoy them and, and uh, you know, we're both making friends in the industry because they're always new people that we both don't know. So it's, uh, it's very, very cool. So I, I appreciate you, my bro. Um, thank you again for, uh, making this one happen. Obviously stick around. We'll wrap it up, uh, off air. Um, guys, if you enjoyed the episode, you know what to do. Smash the flipping thumbs up. Hit subscribe below and hit the notification bell, Nathaniel. Ding. So you know when the new new drops. Follow us everywhere at BAOS Podcast. Check out the long-form audio. We go live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> go live. Well, we drop the, the, the episodes, video and audio. Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, everywhere. Chuck us a five-star review if you're so inclined. That would be very helpful. Um, the other thing I was going to say was Link Up. Link Up is kicking off their Series 4 this week, so the, the week that uh, this is coming out. Link up series four will have been, do you know what? The first one drops the next day, so I'm still not going to say what it is. We've got six weeks of fantastic drops, uh, four breweries from Ontario, one from Quebec, and one from the States. I'm not going to give anything away yet. Uh, Super exciting, lots of fun stuff coming, so keep an eye out for that. We're going to be starting dropping those pods this month alongside uh, our regular scheduled pods. Until then, guys, we'll see you next week. Get it in ya. Cheers.